0: Welcome, in to the final podcast, "The Ride European Vacation," a podcast hosted by three alfs. I'm uh, Alf number
2: one, Scott Gardner, joined by Alf number two, Mike Carlson. Hello, I am Alf number two, Mike Carlson, and Alf uh, numbers I'm three. It. Sorry, Jason, go. Oh no, sorry. Say what you want to say, Elf. I don't know. I was just going to ramble, you know? And then I was deciding, did I I really, I should have said, like, oh, hey, it's Elf number two or something. We sh- I, should
0: have, I guess we all should have had the impressions in the pocket. Yeah. Uh, Jason, it's up to you what you want to do. Elf number three.
1: Oh, hey, it's Elf number three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. I, j- I just did that to follow up on something that we said we were going to do. Uh, in an episode over on the second gate, if you haven't been following the the side episodes, the the, uh, the side excursions, we did a really fun episode came out a couple days ago about uh, the Alpha and Gremlins ride. Did that with Joan Ford, and that was a lot of fun. I guess we determined that. Uh, we are all more like ALF than we are like gremlins. Yeah. Is that the,
2: yeah. that was what we... We are all um, more ALF, yeah. We, we feel, we, we relate more to ALF than the gremlins. We're not as crazy as the gremlins are, but we're very low-key like ALF is, and, and sardonic, I would say. Casual, like sandwiches mm-hmm. and
0: Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's truly, um, it's not even that much of a joke. It's no, truly no, not just really just kind of it was, accurate. It's not even if you... Okay, please go check out the episode, but if you're looking for a great runner around that point, I can't promise you that. I just wanted to make good
2: on on something we said we would do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no. I'd say it's barely a joke, let's be honest.
0: No, no. We're but just if you want further elaboration of why we're more like Alf, uh, and also to hear about a crazy ride, uh, uh, that, that, that thing is nuts. I'm glad we got to talk about it. But today, we stay in the Western Germany... Area. We just go a little bit south down to a, a very delightful place called Fantasia Land. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have my knee jerk would have been to say Fantasia Land, but I found a, uh, a a fantastic 1991 video that takes you around the park. That's hosted by a, a frightening orange monkey. I don't know if you guys <laughs> met this frightening. I orange didn't. Monkey. Is this
2: an original character to that video, or is there a Fantasia Land original character? Like?
0: I mean, there are original characters, and I I, I, defi- I definitely kept stumbling upon them. I, I didn't see him in any other context, but he was uh, oddly upgraded to being the host of this video. <laughs> a, a really kind of a shoddy puppeteering job for being your host. Mm. Um, I, I got a lot of my content out of this video, and I recommend it. Uh, uh, we'll post a link somewhere, but... Uh, Yes, from that video, I found a, a song that taught me that it is not Fantasia Land, but rather Fantasia Land. Fantasia Land. Uh, yeah. I really liked the song, uh, and I, I like the place a lot. Uh, um, are you, are, are, how do you guys, any overall, uh, before we get into it, thoughts on Fantasia Land? Um, uh, is,
1: po- is it possible for reality itself to be oversaturated? Like reality to be HDR? Because this. This park is so. There is so much detail in what I have seen of this park in such a compact space, too. It's it's overwhelming. Like this, this, I, this park strikes me as like very. It is weird. It is weird. Like some of the earlier ones we did, but it is very full of substance. Like it feels very good.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, it it feels it feels like. Just from looking at the website. Now, the website, I think, is probably the best website of any of the parks we've examined through this European trip as far as making you go, oh, this is a real place. This looks like it's a real uh, destination. But I will say the website even hides the mystery and the magic I would say yeah,
0: that's kind of true. We were talking about things that we discovered along the way that they did not put front and center as here's big things in this park. Almost as if they were trying to <laughs> shove them into the basement, like they were embarrassed of them, and they should not be.
2: Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what their rationale was for doing that, but when you look at the website, I go oh, this looks like pleasant and there's some roller coasters, but then you start going through the YouTube videos and you go, Oh, they have this is some weird robot shit. This is uh they have it. They really do. I,
0: I don't think that this is so much the case in 2020, but I think that there was a sweet spot in this park, maybe in the early 90s. Maybe if you went, you know, in the right Venn diagram of a lot of these rides, I think you could have gone there in like 1992 and seen over 500 robots. <laughs> I really think that is accurate, um, which might be I, I think certainly there have been Disney parks with less robots than
2: that. So you, you really got to give them credit. Yes, um, and uh, there's still there are still some robots. So am I totally wrong? Oh no, they're, de- they're there definitely, definitely are. are. Still a I good think maybe amount, the, but there's an insane amount in for, like at 90s. one point in
0: time. Yeah, I think there was like tons of like pirates level. There's so many animatronics and shows as well. Um, my, my my overall thought about this place, um, I think it's a it's a great place to be ending the European trip because I if I had to take a guess. Before we really looked into any of these places, if we're going to do a month full of Europe episodes, I thought we would find some surprisingly charming parks full of oddities that reflect the European culture and spirit. And I also thought we would find lots of weird, shady ripoffs of American <laughs> rides. And I and with Italy, it was mostly the latter category. Um, and then, you know, a lot of odd charm, I think, in, in Popeye Village and Chessington and Pato. And I think Fantasyland is the perfect blend of of all of it. It's it's everything I thought we would find in
2: Europe. Yeah, yeah that's, definitely that's some true.
1: ripoffs here. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and still uh, yeah, very there's like expensive new, ripoffs, but
2: newer ripoffs as well. In the last ten years, I found
0: yeah, they're still in the in the ripoff game, definitely. Though also some rides that I think predated rides we have in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I also like. I, We'll we'll view this on a on a case by case basis, and I don't want to put uh, my views onto you guys, but I think uh, whereas the uh, movie B- Park Italy, uh, un- fake Universal feeling, it just it, it almost like made me a, a little mad in its exploitation. <laughs> it's just the brazenness of the ripoff, and I, I I still like it. I would like to go there, but there's it it doesn't feel as. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel as exploitative, the ripping off here. It just feels like, I don't know. We like these rides. Let's kind of do this, but take it into this direction. It feels like if uh, your dad and your uncle tried to build a Pirates or a Haunted Mansion for you yes. they, with with well, every bit of sweet intention that you could imagine.
2: This is like, you know, when the Beatles do Sergeant Peppers and then the Rolling Stones do that album where they're like wizards on the cover <laughs> And it's yeah. clear that they're like, oh, we want to do something weird, too. But, you know, they're talented as well. So why? how could you be upset with another talented group of people doing a weird thing, clearly influenced by the other set?
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, they're hopping on a trend. You know the base, but, but it's not just uh, I think they might admit it. They might admit we were inspired by this, whereas the uh, the modus operandi in that Italy park seemed like. What are you talking about? Universal Studios never heard of it.
2: Yeah, there's a yeah. different vibe and there's a different, there's a craft at least to this from like when, I mean like King Kong is in Fantas or was in Fantasia Uh, still
0: is still is, is, still is. still is Okay, yeah.
2: I am cloudy on what's still there in places. I think I mostly know, but I, I might get one
0: wrong as we go. Okay. They
1: have a map on their website, which is not, uh, unlike uh, the German stereotype, the some of the stuff on the website is not very efficient. Like it's very detailed, there's a lot of layers to it, but it yeah, a lot of it is hidden. And probably by des- maybe by design to keep some mystery. Although even the Wikipedia page is not very thorough. Like it no. leaves out some big attractions.
0: Which they yeah, they've had to- this this place feels a little more to me like a, a Disneyland or a Magic Kingdom where there's tons of little oddities everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, it feels like a park of I could be wrong, but like 30 attractions, whereas if you looked at the website, they kind of only feature the top five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm wondering. I mean, we we really, again, we should really do our research. We should try to talk to PR, you know, and we should say, what's your philosophy here behind this? Uh, But we don't do that yet. Uh, We're still a small operation, but I am so, I am interested if that's part of the mission, like let the wonder be uh, experienced when you get here. Don't give it all away for free. Sure, sure. Um,
0: well, b- basics, what do we know uh this This park was opened in nineteen sixty seven um, there's the, two people were behind it. one of them I don't have the name handy, but another one was Richard Schmidt, who was apparently a a prolific producer of puppet shows on German television, and I think his idea was very in the spirit of what Disneyland was going to be before it it evolved and grew where he wanted to house his puppet collection somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and then also have some carnival rides or merry-go-round or something. And, you know, a nice little afternoon place uh, for, for European and German families. And it, it, it grew a lot. I think, especially in the 80s, it seems like this place had a boom, which obviously increases its appeal to me. I, I think there, there feels like an inherent 80s-ness to it you can really tell that's that's where it's it grew big time and came
2: of it so it was yeah so he started it basically just as a puppet puppet storage area
1: <laughs> puppet garage Jay Leto's puppet garage, puppet
2: garage. <laughs> does don does jeff dunham have a puppet garage oh man like jay well, well, does with cars obviously
0: um i mean his that theme park also if, if anybody has enough ip to make a theme park out of I I feel like if he took over the parking lot of the Venetian or wherever the hell he does Vegas shows oh my and did a little shady mini, is This it's clearly a tradition. You know, Richard Schmidt did it and Sid and Marty Croft did it for several months in Atlanta. Yeah. Whereas if, if Dunham, Dun, like weird independent puppeteers have to try to do weird shady theme
2: parks. Yes. Dunham, yeah. hit us up. Yeah. We have ideas. We'll help you out yeah. with this.
1: Dunham Fader, you know. Oh we yeah, get we'll Disney take Fader too. Terry He's Fader. got a massive uh a chunk of um. Is it Treasure Island or Mirage? He has a giant what? theater. He has the Terry Fader Theater. <laughs> it's the Terry Fader Theater it in the Mirage. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um. So where's Faderland? Where's Faderland? And why is do people even know who Terry Fader is offhand? He's like a the, one of the more generic looking <laughs> people you would see gigantic posters of in las vegas
2: there are about 30 to 50 i feel like maybe this is a little high but 30 to 50 names that you would go to vegas and go oh these are the biggest stars in the world because you see their posters so often and they all probably make 20 million dollars or more a year mm-hmm. they're yeah. all probably very rich terry fader on that list uh my newest my newest favorite is Tapeface.
1: Oh, Tapeface, yeah. The Australian uh, performance artist.
2: Yes, Tapeface is huh? everywhere.
1: At Ta- Harris. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's at I Harris. I have not
0: heard of Tapeface.
2: You call yourself a Vegas enthusiast and you
0: don't know who Tapeface is. I am shocked that I've missed this. He's a Harris guy. Okay? Yeah, it, 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 New it's, Zealand.
1: It's tape like a face. kind of silent comedy show, or like he doesn't talk, but he puts tape on his face and stuff. I, I've um, never
2: seen him. He might be He might be yeah. fantastic. I don't know. I'm excited to see him whenever we're allowed to go back. Well, I guess we can go back now, but I don't think Tape Face is running shows.
1: Not a lot running right now. Yeah, that was an early quarantine activity for me because I had been in Vegas not too long before, but when everything first locked down, I was like, hmm, who, who has sent best wishes to everyone? Has Tape Face? Yes, Tape Face has said, everyone stay safe, <laughs> stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well when
0: you said activity i thought you were were you putting a bunch of tape on your face
1: well yeah i was i was trying to i was putting tape on my face i was making like uh alcohol slushies with a teaspoon of alcohol in them (laughs) do you
0: i do you think with the right um positioning of tape on your face could that supplant a mask
2: oh that's a good question Hmm. if it's the right kind of tape i do think that would probably be pretty effective it also might be a effective at blocking any air coming in that might actually be the situation that the conservatives pretend is happening with a mask where it's restricting your airflow there's no way you're going to pass out because you're being deprived of oxygen tape face actually would have that problem
1: he would have that problem yeah the conservatives got an early peek at the batman trailer where the riddler is taping a guy's face up
0: (laughs) this is (laughs) what they're doing to us it's like they're kidnapping us.
2: Yeah, and
0: put tape on our face. We're all forced tape faces. Uh, <laughs> We're all at the mercy of Danos. The left are all Danos. We're all Danos. We're
2: all Danos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, r- r- my last thought before we go right back to Germany uh, is that what if Tape Face and Buckethead teamed up?
1: oh could you imagine
2: kid you could you imagine and his bucket? Mm. let's see is the bucket a good mask is the kfc bucket if you pulled it all the way down over your head because he has a mask as well and a bucket uh, who, but maybe that's also effective mm.
0: at, he has a witty as a mask
2: too yeah he has kind of like a weird halloween blank like i forget what you call those jabberwocky kind yeah, of Jabbawoc-y yeah jabberwocky masks I think,
0: hmm, I'd say maybe that more than the bucket. I'm concerned about the bottom of the bucket. Like, it's the same thing as bandanas uh, right. where you aren't covering that chin area. Right. Um, so, it's what's it's actually weird when you add it up how many masks there are in Vegas Entertainer world. So, who who needs extra masks the least? Is it the Jabberwockies? <laughs> um, one of these guys, maybe Terry Fader, has a routine where that's very disturbing, I think, where they, like... Uh, force a person to be a living um marionette <laughs> 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 like they'll get like dad from the audience and then like make him be a lady and, and uh I, I, I feel like that's maybe a, a fully enveloping hmm. uh, mask situation so if if Terry Fader turns you into a lady puppet then you don't need an extra
2: mask okay, that, okay that's good to know uh alright back to uh
0: back to uh Fantasyland. Uh, uh, I, I also just want to say this is in uh, an area that I'm very fond of uh, because I lived here. I studied abroad in this neck of the woods. It's kind of between Cologne and Bonn in in Germany. I lived in Düsseldorf. I studied abroad uh, there, and my girlfriend at the time lived in Bonn. And Cologne was a, is a major city right in the middle. So I did this uh north south trip many many times i really loved it around there loved living there for a while and the only thing now is that i'm baffled why i did not ever learn about fantasia land why did nobody tell me it was as i've said the least theme parky and therefore most regrettable time of my life (laughs) but i i had plenty of opportunity to to go to fantasia land I, I, I lived that I had so many days for you I don't know why I didn't do it and I'm upset you didn't even know it was there
2: no idea no wow yeah, yeah. that's we all look life is full of regrets mm. and some of them will take to our deathbed and we'll never be able to make up for them so yeah. maybe this is just one of them and you'll have to just learn to live with it
0: I mean, I could still go to Fantasyland today, but I think there are rides that I missed that are closed forever. Um yeah. I mean, um, I I think that might have been my opportunity to go on Galaxy or on uh, uh I think Race for Atlantis was still open <sighs> and uh now I'll I'll never be able to. I
2: I was in Vegas and the Star Trek thing was still going and I didn't and do me it. Me too. Me and too. And it's a tragedy cuz I love Star Trek and the whole thing looks aw- looked awesome. I could have Mm -hmm. drank a quarks bar and i will i'll regret it for the for as long as i live
0: did ever did everybody bail on theme parks in your college years is this consistent between the the three of us well no
1: No, in fact um you know my quote unquote study abroad was i did a semester in los angeles so uh, i went to theme parks a lot (laughs) to the point where my peers i think were concerned um how how well, many times i went to disneyland and universal so i was interning the on, the, on the Universal lot so could pretty much get in free but it gotten the that was the time of like buy a day get the year for free so like i was only there for three months but i could go wherever i wanted and i i lived down the street like i lived around the corner from universal so
2: is this where you get your love of california adventure 1.0 probably
1: yeah i mean i that was like i did right before i went back east and we did i remember like just being baffled by it because we did it in like before lunch we had done most of the attractions before noon
2: so like you're in you're freshly in los angeles and anaheim and you're young and the world is ahead of you and anything is possible you didn't know what horror show los angeles would eventually turn out to be and you're sure. just, you're seeing the 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 sun when you come into disney's california venture and you're like this is the greatest place i've ever been
1: uh you know i there was there was a lot of like mgm like uh photocopied signage essentially mm-hmm. in the hollywood part that was very comforting to me wow. um uh, yeah I, this, I this horror it.
0: show assessment is a little odd to me that was do you mean just like this year or did you consider it a horror show?
2: Being in Los uh, Angeles, before? yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I look, I uh, I make a bit of fun. It was, it hasn't been that bad. Uh, there's a it, lot of good stuff about it.
1: Yeah, I love Los, Los Angeles. It's an amazing city, but it certainly takes a couple of years to get used to. And there's some real weirdness. Like every now and then, I'm very good. I can spot it immediately where it's like someone. It's like, uh, oh, someone's yelling at a car. It's like, oh, there's a horse running down the street. No one around, like those little moments of Los Angeles weirdness. <laughs> did
2: <laughs> I don't that think happen? I know
1: what you're talking about.
2: When uh, are you seeing a horse running? Did you see around? a horse running down the street alone? Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I saw someone. Okay, in the well, this is Burbank, actually, as I guess weirdness of Los Angeles County. I was cutting by the equestrian area in Burbank, and someone had clearly just gotten a runaway horse under control, and then. As I was driving down the street, I saw a German Shepherd walking in the lane in front of me, and I like had I was like fought like trying to get this protect this dog, and like a bunch of other people were too. Just a day in LA, you know. Was Doctor Doolittle in town? What was
2: what was happening?
1: (laughs) I think what had happened is someone's course got out of control, and then their dog ran away, so they had to get them back one after the other, which did happen. Right,
0: but this doesn't seem like any way to encapsulate your uh, uh, the experience of Los Angeles in general. This seems like one thing that happened.
1: Okay, how about the other time where I got off uh, the subway in Hollywood and a man in a trench coat but no shirt on lunged at me and yelled, "I can't be alone anymore."
2: <laughs> Jesus, yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: that's intense. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: that is. Uh, what do you think happened?
1: I think he just wanted a friend, but it wasn't going to be me. <laughs> the next guy probably.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad he didn't show up after the horse and the dog. You again.
2: Yeah. He was riding on the horse.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, yeah, I'm upset. I missed, uh, upset. I missed Fantasyland. Um And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure where to get into it. I mean, I, it, it really is just... I, there's there's an odd amount of attractions that just have a lot of uh, interesting, odd culture to them. Um, I mean, like, I, what, one that I might bear talking about right at the beginning, just if you're talking good, solid attractions, is Terran. This, uh, this roller coaster that went in in 2016. Uh, this came up on the show before because I threw it in as kind of a... Uh, could this possibly make it into the fake rock final four? Because I, I think the rock work is pretty strong on it. It didn't make it into the into the competition, the 16. But if you Google it, it looks fantastic. Um, this, I feel, is a ride that is absolutely Disney and universal quality. It's a multi-launch roller coaster, the fastest and longest multi-launch coaster, at least uh, when it opened. That, that might be Hagrid's now. But, uh, I mean, this this ride seems legitimately fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah, it seems like I don't know if it seems like yeah, like a mix of like Hagrid's and Big Thunder or something like that where it's like it's not a it's like not a ton of like I guess theming other than just like the mountains or the whatever you'd call these. Yeah, were they were they what are these things? Are they mountain? Uh, what are they just rocks?
1: Well, it's still an like old place. Norse
0: village is what it is. So is it is it kind of um yeah, is it Cliff
2: Walls? or uh, They They aren't man-made, right? I don't think so. I mean, I'm mm. sure people are yelling if they know what this is. Yeah, Cliff Walls might be right. Let's say Cliff Walls. I like that sound of that. Um, yeah. But it's very much like... It's very much like it kind of puts... It's enough stuff to make you feel like you're in a different spot in addition to, obviously, what is a very cool thrill element um, with multi-launches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of... Pretty sizable coasters here from like the big coaster manufacturer B&M and Velcoma Velcom. I, I don't know how to say it. Intamin, um, uh, and they all seem to have very nice sets. Like, it really puts to shame the American, like, yeah, put the steel pylons up and put a bunch of gravel underneath. Like, just really make some of our American coasters look like shit.
2: This is what, yeah, this is what, like, Six Flags either doesn't understand or doesn't give a shit about, and it's probably the latter. It's like, looking at this, I don't think this costs... As much as Cars Land costs or something like that. I'm sure it's a little more expensive than a regular coaster because you're putting up different little pieces of rock and stuff. But it makes so much difference. It's so different. It gives
0: you a vibe and it makes you able to separate this from other coasters in your head. You know, this is the one with the rocks and the. The rooftop and the the Norse theming and and it's uh, yeah a little little more of it, a little little transformative experience yeah
2: and it makes like it makes it probably like twenty five to fifty percent better of an experience like it, it is interesting like yeah Six Flags is just like uh, yeah you're gonna get to see uh, Valencia uh, when you get to the top that's what you're gonna see you're gonna see you can the, see
0: your car sometimes like make sure it hasn't been broken into
2: you're gonna see your car plugged into a service trailer charging <laughs> <laughs> like mine it's was a
0: regular extension cord, just an orange mm-hmm. Home Depot extension cord. You'll
2: see teens trying to steal the hubcaps off the car and you'll be able to shout at them, which is fun.
0: Hey, hey, stop don't you the white
2: car specifically. Please don't. <laughs> they look up, <laughs> give you the finger, um, keep doing what they're doing. We talked a little bit of from Alton towers, the wicker man coaster, And it's another Mm -hmm. one where, like, obviously that's a big, impressive thing, but it's not like it's some crazy-ass robot. It's just, like, this big, cool-looking structure that gives it a vibe. And it would be really nice if Six Flags and other parks were just to, like, just put a little dressing, a little set dressing. It goes a long way. Yeah, and just a
0: theme. Just to let, you know, a little, like, hint of this is kind of a ride where you go into the Old West or into medieval times or whatever it
2: is like yeah like the like the riddler's revenge coaster it's like i like that coaster i did it but like give us some of that gotham that uh batman forever architecture where like thing like a big statue is holding the observatory up like
0: well this is your second i think of the week i know it's uh, making batman forever (laughs) content (laughs) and i mean this i think is just your particular hang up is uh
2: I love uh, Batman you want Forever. The full Batman
0: Forever land.
2: I love Batman Forever so much and that this is one of those movies where like if if people were like would you are you interested in watching new movies or would you just like to watch Batman Forever all the time? I would say oh Batman Forever I think like I like if I had to choose never seeing Batman Forever again or new movies, I might go Batman Forever. And I'm very excited at the idea that there's a 3 hour cut of Batman Forever <laughs> that was just talked about. That's what? sitting in a yes, there's a there's possibly a full Schumacher three hour cut of Batman Forever that puts back in this, the deleted scenes where there's a giant practical bat that's haunting Val Kilmer. It's a much darker wow. movie, apparently. That then those uh-huh. scenes are on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um but yes, this 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 Terran roller. At least the are. Schumacher cut.
1: Yeah, maybe um, maybe that three hour cut finally gets some Leonard Cohen songs in there so we know <laughs> 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 to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. If I don't hear a
0: sad song. I don't know whether this is a film or not. Um I mean Kiss <laughs> from a Rose, Seal is uh, Seal is yeah. my Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um uh Taran, uh also as Jason as you said, really like all the legit all the best coaster makers have done something in Phantasy Land. and uh this this one's by Intamin who later, several years later, built the Hagrid's coaster. And it's, it's similar in a lot of ways. It do, it's not the same level of you stop and do a little scene, there's no robots or anything, but it it feels a lot like Hagrid's in that there's, like, there's kind of a downbeat and then you super speed up. They just do a little bit with lighting and fog and that kind of thing. Um, but they, I don't know, this feels to me like uh, if you like the vibe of Hagrid's, and you want more of it, and maybe a more intense one because this one goes 72 miles an hour. I'd really like to go on this ride, but this would be more than pushing the amount of launch that uh, I can be a queen of. What is yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> what is the speed
0: of Hagrids? Do you know offhand? Uh, I don't know if I have that down. 55 or something. Sounds like 50, I think 55. Something around yeah. there. Yeah.
1: If and that. rock
0: and roller coaster is that that's the fastest that I've done and that gets up to 57 mm-hmm. so this would be intense but it seems fun as hell it seems really really great
2: yeah uh, and it looks like that like smooth fun crazy like as long as stuff is smooth I can go pretty fast I think I'm with you yeah yeah I can't be I can't be shaken I can't
0: be feeling individual nails yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um other awesome coasters there's something called black mamba which i've seen described as the best inverted coaster in the world uh it it has 10 near misses there are 10 parts of the ride where if you're staring straight (laughs) ahead you feel like you're gonna slam into a wall or something and presumably you do not yeah Yeah, so that sounds cool too is
1: black mamba the one that lifts you up into a building so maybe i'm not sure a couple of these go through buildings or tunnels And aesthetically, like, it's not like there's show scenes in it, but it does add, like, an interesting, like, oh, it's dark, and then the next turn is a total surprise. But I feel like I kept seeing in passing that some of the designs of these coasters, the buildings or the walls act as sound dampeners because there are residences very close to this park.
0: Mm. Yeah, extremely. It's in the town of Brule, which is pretty suburban, like, it, I think it this this park was, like, a big boon to that city. But, yeah, it seems very sleepy around there and, yeah, odd that there would be lots of coasters right next to homes. I think that really impacted the ride Mystery Castle, mm-hmm. which also seems, like, I guess in keeping with the rides we've been talking about, it seems like it's, it's the bones of a ride you know very well. It's a drop tower, but in order to dampen screams, they do it inside. Mm. So it's they and it's not all tower. It's not all riders around the same tower. They're like you're up against the wall. There's four walls and you know, four separate you know drops on either on all the sides uh, with a little bit of effects like there's lightning up at the top and you know, kind of some music and some plotiness and the the tower itself looks really scary from the outside. It looks like a prison or something. Uh, this seems great. It's like a it's a ride that you know, but with twenty percent more effort in theming. It seems really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. almost the setup to Doctor Doom's Fearfall of like, yeah, part of my experiments, you know. Um, uh huh. But just yeah, with a lot of inside neon or fake Tesla coil kind of thing, and it a little bit goes a long way.
2: That's the lesson yeah. for this park and for theming in general. A little bit goes
0: a long way. You don't have to go nuts, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad for times when they do.
2: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD.
1: Got your happy price price line.
0: Um I guess in terms of um if we start transitioning from hey that's a good amount of theming to uh, uh, potentially confusing theming. Um I uh, one of the big headlines about Fantasyland is a ride called Colorado Adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I had a feeling this is their direction <laughs> you were going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Colorado Adventure is a mine train type coaster it's like big thunder it's it's steel so you're in a train and it's a madcap train adventure with some fake rocks that's good um we understand what this is um but after it opened and up until 2013 this ride was called colorado adventure the michael jackson thrill ride yes
2: i mean is this let me ask you this scott is this why we're doing this park (laughs)
0: it helps it definitely helps i mean hard for me to stay away from something something insane contains the michael jackson thrill Uh, ride
1: that when when i first just saw the first two layers of the website and and was on the second thing i looked at was colorado adventure i immediately was like is this all this park has (laughs) Because the website is such a smokescreen, like, it's like, wait, are we doing this? Because God. we're going to talk about Colorado Adventure for half an hour.
0: <laughs> Nothing but Colorado Adventure.
1: I mean, the thing is, there's
0: not a ton to talk about. No, there isn't with yeah. it. And and I was because I was disappointed. I I feel like I might have heard about this years ago. Oh, really? They named a ride after Michael. Jackson? Okay, so then does he do the the pre-show video or is it set to a Michael Jackson song? No, none of this. The theming is that it says the word Michael Jackson on the outside uh, And then otherwise is an Old West thing it's not even like There's stars Or uh, glitter
2: Like would be on his glove It has absolutely nothing to do with Michael Jackson Did you investigate I mean is there I mean I know there's footage of him On the ride is this something where He just was on the ride one day and said I want I want it I want to be on this ride No he was he there opening day he
0: okay. opened it, didn't he? Uh, oh, did, oh, did they not change the name at some point? I, 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 do I have this wrong? Did it open as the Michael Jackson Thriller? I, th-
1: I think, well, now I think it's, they've dropped that. But I, right. I thought yeah, I think they, that was yes. the opening. Yeah, that was the mm-hmm. opening of the marketing for years. Yeah. And and
0: by, uh, it's a curious marketing strategy because you look at the sign and it's very Knott's Berry Farm. Just imagine, you know, a kind of rustic wooden sign for your roller coaster. It says Colorado Adventure, and then just kind of pasted on letters, the Michael Jackson thrill ride, the M looks bad. The M (laughs) kind of looks like an N, so it's a little crooked, and it it looks like Michael Jackson. Uh, To me, this feels like they heard he was coming and threw it up really quickly to make him happy. Uh, Hurry, get get old Gus up there to... uh, bang some letters onto that sign
2: there are so many different like legends and and confirmed stories of like meetings michael jackson took like in the 90s and probably early 2000s like michael jackson was going to buy marvel comics he had a meeting with stan lee and i just read michael jackson met with laura shuler donner to try to be professor x in the x-men movie god like oh,
1: <laughs> yes that's then in the big singer article, I think.
2: Yes, that's true. Uh, yes. Uh, so I wonder if this is just a weird meeting he had that actually, like, bore fruit. Like it was just like, mm. yeah, whatever you want, I guess. Because it seems like most of these meetings are people leave confused exactly what Michael is looking for. Uh, they like, <laughs> anytime you read, it, it's like, yeah, he he was he thought that he could just. Um, like star in the men in black 2 movie was that right like <laughs> oh, did he think he was going to have a much bigger part did he think like agent m was going to be the the climax of the film i think it was like is he going to have his like name on the poster uh will he be in sequels like it just seems like any meeting he had people just left confused and is this the one meeting where he was like yeah i want to have a ride and it's a choo choo train and they were like oh okay and then like that was done. Like this was the only weird meeting he had that worked. And some really severe, efficient German
0: guy just said, just put his name on the sign. Right. It doesn't need to be more than that. Right. You're overthinking it. You gotta get it up in the next hour.
1: <laughs> the yeah, footage it, He didn't of develop him, it. Yeah. The footage of him riding it is very confusing because he has the hat. He has like the the moonwalker hat. And then everyone else in the car, uh, the train has clearly been given cowboy hats, which they're waving like you do when you're like riding a horse or on a bucking bronco, you know that sort of thing. But he, it looks like he just has his like the hat you associate with him, and he's wearing it going up the lift hill, and then he takes it off and he holds it for a while, and then he tries to put it back on as the coaster's picking up speed. And he realizes he has to hold it, and it's just a lot of him taking the hat on it off and then everyone else never tries to put their hat on they're like these are props and we're waving it is it, very confusing mm-hmm. yes did he not
0: have object permanence does did he not understand how things worked how, well i think we know for sure he did works? not know how things oh, worked. how things work i think yeah.
2: that is 100 percent
0: confirmed sure yes well he thought he could you know show his baby to uh a bunch of people outside his hotel without the baby tumbling seven stories to its death. Yes. He, he, so he might not know. know,
2: hat's fine. (laughs) Uh, my question though, is once they took his name off of it, why didn't they replace it with another famous German celebrity like David Hasselhoff or elf?
1: Great question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This ride is just, yeah. Thrown to the gutter. Um, unbranded. It's just some ordinary ride now. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, i I don't know um is is there even a is is fassbender
2: uh, german (laughs) i forget where he's from i like that pronunciation because everyone just calls him fassbender but you're right if it is if he is it's obviously people don't do people
1: not say foss
2: i don't think i've actually heard foss but it's probably i think that's the correct
1: pronunciation yeah
2: but it's always Hmm. americ fast fast that's how I say it. I go, uh, I'm Fassbender. assuming it's like
0: Fantasia Land. Um, mm-hmm. If he ever wanted to just brand this place entirely, Fos false false Fosbender, Foss, just retheme everything after his films, <laughs> make it all Prometheus. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. This ride is now. It has no owner. That's the thing. I I saw one justification that people said that this ride had been adopted by michael jackson i don't like Um, the sound of that no i can't say i do (laughs) (laughs) the dream of anything being adopted by michael jackson yeah uh (laughs) there's
2: uh there's gotta be a good story about this coming together that we i don't know if maybe it's impossible to find maybe there's like one old man who worked for the company that's like 85 and we have to like journey to germany to meet him to learn what happened but there's got to be some interesting weird story behind this
0: somebody has it yeah it's it's not public it just makes no sense they and they stopped calling it that in 2013 which implies that this was not a cancellation this is not like they recently stripped it of the michael jackson's name did they just think like oh wait he died he's not uh coming back let's just uh we can take this confusing thing off now mm-hmm. can't we uh it's very possible. Yeah. Uh. uh um but this isn't the only celebrity tie-in to this park uh because uh some friends of Michael Jackson are also very associated with it uh with, who also have uh you know uh, a lot of a lot of flair and sparkles and I re- I refer of course to Siegfried and Roy. Uh big Siegfried and Roy presence over the years. At this park, um, in 1987, for the 20th anniversary, Siegfried and Roy started a tiger breeding program <laughs> at Fantasia Land. They basically recreated their setup at the Mirage, like like the the same tiger uh, uh, territory, same tiger tank. I don't know the phrase, um, tiger, habitat, tank. Like. tiger tank. I probably tiger tank. Good. I prefer yeah. tiger tiger yeah. tank. And Put we'll some go tiger
1: with in your tank, you know. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, they, uh, I don't know, uh, Siegfried and Roy seem to be around a lot around this time. Um, There's no one more suited to be in a park called Fantasia Land than Siegfried yeah. and Roy. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, and over the course of discovering that, I found an odd little rabbit hole. Um, and I can't believe this rabbit hole in particular keeps going. Um, so I was on a website that was in German, so I, I didn't understand the, the bulk of it. But there would be, it was a timeline of the history of Fantasieland And there was, you know, big keywords. Here's what we did this year, uh, you know, just millennium for 2000. And uh, it kind of gave me the gist of what happened when. And for when this happened in 1987, the timeline said in big golden letters, Sarmody. <laughs> Uh, You guys know the word Sarmody. Audience, if you didn't follow us over to the second gate, we did an episode uh, where we watched every uh, episode of the terrible series Father of the Pride, the uh, DreamWorks animated series based on Siegfried and Roy. And that had a character named Sarmody, played by Carl Reiner, R.I.P., Roy Horn, RIP. Also, we didn't do that episode very long ago, and both Roy Horn and the voice of Sarmody, Carl Reiner, have uh, sadly passed away. Um, So, yeah, Sarmody uh, related to Phantasyland, and I jumped out of my chair like, oh, no, this word. Because also, if you didn't hear that episode, Sarmody is an incredibly unpleasant character. All of the many homophobic moments in the series come out of uh, Sarmody's mouth. (laughs) <laughs> um, So I was a little unnerved to see Sarmody's name again And I thought well did they breed a, a a tiger here named Sarmodi? What's the deal, why am I seeing this word again And then I found something that I can't believe the three of us didn't find In our previous Father of the Pride research Do you guys know that Sarmody is an acronym? No What? Do you know what, can, can now just picture it in your mind can you guess what it what it might stand for, or at least what
2: part of it might stand for? Siegfried and Roy. Yep. You uh, got it. Masters, masters
1: of, of the, the impossible?
2: impossible. That's it. Wow. Yes. Armody
1: means
0: Siegfried and Roy Masters of the Impossible. Whoa. This, you guys was their magic word. We don't wow. know enough about Siegfried and Roy to have realized that they didn't say abracadabra, they said Sarmody. Oh my god, we look like such fools. Uh, we just left that hand. There's Fuck. one listener, this has been gnawing at them, and they were hoping that the day would come where we would be shamed, mm. and that has happened. the <laughs>
2: <laughs> All of a sudden, as if magic, Sarmody, we have been shamed. Oh my god. I mean, we, I I have not felt so embarrassed doing this that we don't know that much about Siegfried and Roy, a topic we should be experts on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All three of us missed it. And not only that, that's not the only way that Sarmodi has reared its head in Siegfried and Roy world. It's not even the last time Sarmodi has come up in an animated way. Oh my god. Uh, guys, turn your attention to... The shared screen on zoom uh where i'm horrified to say that there was another siegfried and roy animated <laughs> series this it i remember called... <laughs> okay okay you did find this before <laughs> um,
1: oh no i just it's all coming back to me from childhood no i didn't talk i don't, I don't think i've talked about this on the show but go ahead yeah uh
0: this show is called the full thing What our Modi means siegfried and roy masters of the impossible uh here's a little scene When the dust demons are swept from the hearth and the kindling's been set a place, the mages sit by the fire and recall a once magic world called Sarmoti. A place of fairy queens and wishing wells, of unicorns, dragons, potions, and spells. So Sarmoti is also the magical kingdom that they protect. And by the way, in this series, Siegfried and Roy are jacked. They all have, they like, they, they seem like they're six foot seven and have very broad shoulders. They all look, they both look essentially like, um, Batman, the animated series, like the proportions of that wow. Bruce Wayne slash Batman. That cartoon um, looks way better. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. Only four episodes, way, a, way, a way, less successful, oddly, mm. Sigurd and Roy animated series. Huh. But there's two. One, Sarmody wow. is their magical land. And in the other one, Sarmody is a old cranky tiger who hates gay
2: tigers <laughs> yeah i think the first one's better i think the first series was better
1: yeah wow um, i gotta see that does i gotta watch that mean
0: that. D- how, what is the if you had to put a percentage on your individual desires to watch every episode of this Siegfried and roy animated show uh, what would your percentage be
1: uh re in my case because i think i watched every episode i wow i think that show was one of the ones so in like the 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 golden era of Saturday, I don't know if it's a golden era, might be the Bronze Age, but like Saturday morning cartoons when we were kids, where like Fox and the WB and even like ABC, NBC, CBS were starting to get in the game. Uh, They would usually start around 8 a.m., 9 a.m., but then there would be weird syndicated ones at like 7 a.m. And I think that's where it got dropped.
0: It felt kind of european that felt yeah. dull, or like not me or it was, it was a joint production with england or france or something
1: <laughs> well there was and there was a lot of fantasy kind of where there was a pirates one there was a sinbad one the sinbad the sailor uh mm-hmm. and and i think because you know those are in the public domain you can just do whatever you want with pirates at sinbad you know
0: mm-hmm. right right um well
2: what how much does anybody want to watch all the episodes of this uh, yeah, I would do it. I yeah. would. I would do this. I would do it because it everybody's like, over fifty percent. I'm at like four uh, percent. I think you said four episodes, and it feels like it's right in the sweet spot of when we were kids, which makes me more attracted to it. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah. it's just a rip off of an action show from the early '90s. Sure, sure. So um, I'm a little. I'm. I don't know. I'll. I would watch one for sure, and then I uh, my percentage could change.
0: Yeah, they would judge it, judge it off of the yeah. pilot. Sure, um, it'd be less punishing either way. Yes. I think than the yeah. the other one. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, Siegfried and Roy, they were there, they were in the park a lot, seemingly, um, along with a uh, a guy named uh, Heino Uh, <laughs> I, I guess if you're if you're German or or um, if you grew up in Germany, I'm sure you know who Heino is. I did. I didn't previously. He's like a. He's a blonde dude with perennial sunglasses and uh uh I don't know, like the most one of the most successful German musicians of all time. All I know is when I looked up uh Fantasialand on Getty Editorial, it's I think he was there once a month. <laughs> I think Heino had an apartment <laughs> at, at Fantasialand.
2: Was he the uh that perfume guy that was always in Epcot Center? You know what Wait, what's that again? What's that guy's name? Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Right. I got uh, people are yelling right now cuz he's always uh, there. The uh, gear, in, uh, in gear, what you mean?
1: Gear-ness. Ye-
2: Gear-ness. Thank you, Jason.
1: The Norwegian fragrance man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's like always he's like signing once a day. He's like number 1 there. Mickey Thomas is in Epcot, probably the second most out of the year <laughs> from Jeff, Starship. from Starship. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh do they all get their own episodes then, I guess? Oh, yeah, do they yeah, count yeah. as Epcot yeah, characters? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think people would be very excited about the Gear Weiss episode. <laughs> if you're a I weird actually, world think, showcase yeah. person, I think for sure. Yeah. Um
0: I uh, and and one thing, uh, maybe this maybe I can kick it over to Jason with this. I do know that uh while Roy was still relatively with it that they they went, I believe, to the premiere of this big dinner show. That is a a, uh, a tentpole event that's a must see at Fantasia Land, and we were arguing about the pronunciation. Um, now I don't remember the name at all. Would you like to give it a go? <laughs> uh,
1: I think I saw it read as uh, it, it, you're, "This is a dinner show," right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantasima? Fantasima? Yeah. Fantasium, I would guess Fantasima. but it's spelled F A n t like not f a uh, p h a n t like it, mm-hmm. it it it's it's got the f it doesn't have the ph um, right and it looks very um weird it looks like the entertainment before an eyes wide shut sort of situation like right. <laughs> i don't here let me screen share i mean uh if you have seen like the uh 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 if you have seen the guys (laughs) can you see these guys these guys in blue uh doing the hands um yeah they look like in in pitch perfect too. the bad guys the german bad guys from that um and then there's (sighs) like 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 computer guys like heisty guys with goggles and stuff these it are looks, just some of the scenes that you can see online.
2: It looks like uh, 15 different cults have gathered to each mm-hmm. perform their own musical number. Like it's a, it's a there's a variety of different weird little numbers that are all creepy in their own way.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand how you get from one to the other. Those images you just showed seem
2: like two completely
0: different shows i'd be very curious how they bridge it
2: and some of it looks like thunder from down under some of it is just like jacked guys like Mm -hmm. dancing for you it's it's interesting it's a a real variety show i'll say from the look of it you get a lot of different types yeah you get your like weird autoerotic asphyxiation starlight express (laughs) (laughs) you get your hunks you get your like ribbon dancers you get your acrobats and you get a, a supposedly a decent dinner as well it's a dinner show
1: yeah <laughs> man I I was looking at so I' was showing the guy like two photos from this show, but there's like six more photos that again look very much like they're from totally different shows all in a row on this website mm-hmm. and <laughs> The other thing, that that feels very like the European kind of weirdness. The other thing that's kind of weird uh, on the website, kind of related to this, is some of the verbiage. Like, did you guys come across Celebrate? Which is like the word celebrate, but it's spelled C-E-L-E-B-R colon E-A-T. Celebrate. And the location known as Musartium, the word museum with the word art shoved in the middle. (laughs) They're so bad. I can't
0: believe they aren't going into Orange County in a couple of years. Or it's a late period Prince album. (laughs) (laughs) Musartium. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a that's uh it's forty six minutes of
2: jazz fusion oh, well, where he well, doesn't sing once. Artificial age. Which was a pretty good album, honestly, late period. Yeah, no, that
0: was on the better end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he got out of the, the um the nosedive, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was rough
2: around ninety seven or so. The third eye girl album not as good though. Mm-hmm. But Artificial um, Age pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, can I read some reviews real quick, please? Oh, over the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think this is actually a pretty popular show. And then look, just for the sake of comedy, I found some bad reviews. Because isn't this fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say it's a bad show. I'm just let's. This I was amused by the way this person wrote. So I translated this. Um, It says this this person's talking about going to the show approximately an hour before the show. The actual auditorium, which exudes the charm of an unrenovated train station and which also (laughs) smells like that in some places of nicotine and urine, to be precise, opens (laughs) with. And then this is just the great uh, translation with a little less uh, with a little less luck. You come across a kind of bouncer who asks for the table number and does not use any manners. Most bouncers should be friendlier. We had booked the second most expensive price category by telephone because the most expensive was already booked. Our table was at the maximum distance from the stage, i.e. at the opposite end of the station hall. As is typical for a train station, it drew, which I assume smelled like pike soup, and it smelled either of smoke or toilet pike soup mean? I don't know. I don't know if that's just a, a I
1: don't, translation. Yeah, that might be a...
0: um But I like... But maybe it's like a... Because what's a pike? Is that like a, like a dock? I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like Seattle... Or a pike place, right? Uh, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Is it like uh, ground up... Uh, co- coffee beans ground up into a soup? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I I hope pike soup is real. I should really, you know, just Google it. And let's see if it's a translation or if it's just... Uh, uh, Oddly, the ultimate phrase in Germany. Pike soup this... is real. Mm, it's a real okay. soup. soup. Pike? Oh, it's like an edible soup? Yeah. It's not, oh, yeah. Wait, hey, pike soup doesn't look too bad. Yeah, maybe pike soup is good. So it's either no. it, it either smells like pike soup, smoke, or toilet. Um. This,
1: this <laughs> reminds me, I it didn't get the chance to bring this up on the chesington episode but i found a review of the hotels at chesington is very complimentary but it kept mentioning the detail that it's like came down here on a trip with my niece and it just kept saying trip with my niece a lot and i was like that is i don't think i ever went on a trip with an aunt or uncle
2: (laughs) do you think that's actually what was happening or that person was like with a young girlfriend and they were trying to deflect
1: that was like a smokescreen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also, yeah, it seemed, something like he, seemed he, up.
2: He was 55 and he's dating a 23-year-old. And he's like,
1: it's my niece. This is my niece. It's my niece. Nothing weird. It's, it's just, a, just a 50-year-old uncle and a 20-year-old niece. That's right.
2: <laughs> Nothing Check to it it see out. here.
1: Those ages are possible. That's some, that's sometimes the
0: age separation sure. course. And that's the case here with me and my niece. <laughs> Did I mention my fun trip with my niece?
2: Yeah, my niece. It's Europe. He's going through the park (laughs) announcing that to everybody. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have uh, the pasta. I'll have a pasta. And then my niece over here, what will you have? Niece? Niece, would you explain your order to the waiter?
0: How many in your party? Well, let me see. It's me. And my niece. So uh,
2: that'd be two. I guess that'd be two. One, two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be two. Two, my niece. two will be checking into the hotel. Yes, yes. Uh, my niece and I will be checking into the hotel. Isn't that right? Is that? Hey, uh, let me just oh, make sure my niece hears me. Hey, niece. Niece. <laughs>
1: oh, see, one. there she is. She waved when she heard. She responded. She heard she responded niece to and niece. she
2: waved and responded. So yes, 100% niece.
1: So just Obviously separate beds. Separate beds. One uncle, one niece. <laughs>
0: You never sleep in the bed with your niece.
1: It's the uncle nope.
2: niece. The, I got the uncle niece package at the hotel. Just wanted to make it's sure. A holiday.
1: It's a short break. A short break. Um, short break for an uncle thing.
2: and a niece. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing
2: to here. Uh,
0: uh, um, can I can I talk about some other shows? Yeah, that sure. I've uh, Run across, and this is what I'm talking about. That I think these are. I think a lot of these are are gone now. But there was a time where. I think you could have seen hundreds and hundreds of, of animatronics. And, um, you know, maybe we'll start heading into the, the truly rip off the zone of uh, Land, uh Because they have a lot of things that are pretty Country Bear-esque, pretty Enchanted you know, Tiki Room-esque. I saw videos where it is a bunch of flowers descending from the ceiling or like a animatronic character on a swing. Um, and I, when all these were open at once, I mean, this is peak animatronic maybe anywhere in the world uh i'm just gonna flip through some for for you guys oh. uh oh. this was these guys were open maybe th- they were going maybe in the 70s this is pretty old school uh the it, this is a family of this is a family monkey band they're they're called D D. I i want to say climbinsky uh, and i say climb because maybe is it climb because they're Monkeys and monkeys climb. Oh, I could right. be pronouncing it wrong though. I'm not sure, but yeah, we got a monkey banner, like homemade instruments, uh, it was a banjo and an accordion. I mean, this is really country bears. Oh, yeah. Um, if you keep going down, there's this other one. I, I think the name of this is La Scala. I, I could be wrong though, but here's some like showgirl gophers. There's tons of animals in this show, but a lot of them are gophers and gophers <laughs> with full. Human female proportions, often very scantily clad, kind of like it's this is in this case, they look very, uh, you know, Brazilian dancer, I guess, big headdresses and kind of sparkly bras. Um, You got kind of a Miss Piggy, but way taller (laughs) in an elegant gown. Uh, Here you've got. Wow. There he looks
2: like another character, of course.
1: The king. Yes. This is
0: the king. We've talked about the. Was he a rockifier Castaway away somewhere in Chuck E. Cheese world there is a an Elvis dog is this a dog there's he like a mountain lion what is he He's this a, character yeah. looks like a lion yeah I think um, but anyway these are like, these were all in the park at the same time and then let me show you one more of these uh, sexy gophers I don't I don't feel great about this one this is very can can like uh, <laughs> Mulan Rouge cabaret
1: welcome cabaret, yes hey,
2: here's what okay so obviously we know now I'm completely comfortable with any kind of sexuality now it's oh yeah we're at the end of the we're series at the end of the and series i you've made the full transformation fully comfortable with everything, anything with almost anything uh, I will say though let me let me approach this from where I would have been a month ago uh, this half gopher half lady has like realistic skin. Yeah, very skin. <laughs> and she's wearing not furry like a bikini. And she has a female human female body <laughs> with no fur, realistic skin, very like in a real like cabaret like kind of sexy pose. And if I hadn't lost legs, you can't just see in this current view. I know that she is
0: wearing bottoms, but you can't see them in this in this view that I'm showing
2: you. Yeah, and if I hadn't gone through all this character development, I would think this is creepy as hell. <laughs> but, but in but currently, currently where do you stand? I love it. I love that this sexy lady gopher is out there doing her thing, celebrating herself and her body. I'm so comfortable with this now but a month ago i would say whoever built this has some issues would you uh so would you uh hit this uh look uh would i if you're asking would i make love to this half gopher half woman well let (laughs) you know know what let's break it down let me i really need to break this down from an exercise is this an actual just gopher or is this truly half woman half gopher you know what i'm saying like i think that might actually play into it because if it's like a woman with a little gopher then that's that seems perhaps ethical but if it's just a gopher that's like sexy i don't think i don't think that's i don't think that's ethical at all
0: well she's singing which is something that people can't do or i'm sorry people can do i had a (laughs) reverse people could certainly sing gophers typically cannot so her having the will to sing implies that she is more human and has more of a human brain.
2: Because of like, it's just like a lady who went to a Doctor Moreau Island <laughs> and got a gopher face. Then i have, like, yeah, let's go, let's hit the town. Like
1: you'll you'll take a niece break. You'll take a short break with a niece with <laughs> her. You know, this is just my gopher niece. This <laughs> is my niece. <laughs> gopher my niece face. a go-
0: This is just my niece who's a gopher lady. <laughs> Very common. A lot of people have nieces and a lot of people have
2: nieces who are half a gopher. Yeah. So I think I think we would have to fully understand what's going on here. But if it's a doctor Island of Dr. Moreau situation, then I think I'm on board.
0: So uh you would need some kind of um the what's the, the uh, twenty three and me what, like you need, I need you a need a DNA the, uh, kind test of an ancestry of some- DNA sort of thing to find out what percentage gopher
2: because it's some percentage. It's at least five. If this sexy gopher would swab her cheek and send it away, then I could understand exactly what's going on here. Uh, If she was, for instance, just a... Lady gopher, a real gopher that was maybe like came in contact with some sort of wizard, and the wizard changed the gopher just into this giant lady version. Then it's no way, absolutely not. That is just a gopher that was enchanted by a wizard, and I will not take this gopher on a date. That is, if it was a wizard involvement, no way.
0: I, um, this you're implying a scenario where this gopher woman is i mean i don't know this for sure but it seems like this is going to take a while to do all this stuff Uh it seems like she's willing to wait for you well she's into you and she whatever it takes if this all plays out over three months if it means uh (laughs) making sweet love to newly um
2: uh liberated european mike then it's worth Mm -hmm. it uh, look, I I appreciate her waiting for me, uh, and I think she'll actually respects that I want to take the time to figure out what's going on here. So,
0: mm-hmm. uh, if this were all a monologue, you know, boys to men kind of, you know, like this would you you're laying out all the steps of uh-huh. this girl. Let's uh, <laughs> I want to make love, but first it's got to be right. Let me just get a swab, girl. Let me get a swab of that. See how much gopher you are.
2: (laughs) What's the percentage? Was there a mad scientist that worked on a lady and made her have a gopher face? If that's the case, then I'm in. But I have to know for sure, girl. I've been dreaming
0: about you ever since I saw you sitting on a carousel horse in that German cabaret show. Oh, but here's the
2: thing. If a wizard was involved, I'm out. No offense. (laughs) We can have our fantasies, but we can't make them reality if a wizard was involved.
1: Girl, you just took a DNA test. Turns out it's 100% gopher, so that deal is off. 100% that gopher.
0: Go scurry away to your hole. You don't belong up here above the soil. It was nice to meet you, though. Bye-bye.
2: We'll always have the fantasy, though. You have some kibbles. <laughs> wow. I'll put
0: some caterpillars in your hole for you. <laughs> have a nice day. The
2: song is just about feeding caterpillars to a gopher. <laughs> the strangest
0: slow jam ever recorded. <laughs> um, so you can see that there. Yeah, he used, he to, be he able used to, to be able to. Many yeah. years ago. Um, do you guys have any uh, any favorites in uh, the uh, legacy attractions oh, oh. you stumbled across? Oh,
2: leg- Oh, okay. Uh, hey,
0: well, le- from, from well, uh, any time. Well, any just
2: Fantasialand favorites. The one thing ph. immediately that I'm uh, excited about is Mouse au Chocolat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which is we we I made reference to this. You know, this is a ripoff of the ride vehicle from Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm-hmm. Down? Yes, the exact
0: same. Exact the double-sided, same. the way, the, uh, the the little podiums, whatever you want to call it, the little front part, and the little uh, the weapon uh, lower down on you. There's
2: a little ball and a pole on the back of it, and you shoot at a 3D screen, and instead of it just being these weird little cannons on Toy Story, it's like, uh, uh, what do you call these things? The, the frosting I have the same question.
0: Pastry, pastry bags. Yeah.
2: Pastry, hey, oh, bags? Okay, okay. pastry bags full, which uh, as a child, yeah. I always was very fascinated in, uh, by these pastry bags. I would imagine, Jason, you as well.
1: Mm-hmm. You We're can up. make them, folks, you can make them real easy at home. If you got Ziploc bags, you just cut one of the corners off. You got your own homemade pastry bag right there. Have you done it? Uh, I had to do it for like, yeah, with some school projects, I think. Hmm. I did it because it was also a way to like do adhesive or like decorative like paints and stuff. It's the same idea.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so, but you kept it around at home. You just you fill it up with frosting once a month. And-
1: <laughs> oh, after school snack too. Yeah, you know, those AP classes, you need that sugar boost. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, this this ride, and I don't know, I don't know if this is accurate. Reminded me of like Mouse Hunt, the Nathan Lane movie. Yeah, Where they're like not yeah.
0: just because it's about mice, but something about the
2: sort of surreal aesthetic of it as well. Because like you're, the 3D um, film element is that you're shooting at like mice that are trying to eat sweets, and you fight them by squirting more
0: chocolate at them.
2: Right, which seems, seems like questionable. Like you're only enticing them to stay. They want that chocolate, so the logic yeah, of this so. side.
0: They seem to just uh, from the events of the ride. They seem to just fight back, yeah. like it, it, like Jason prepping for an AP test. It only makes them
2: stronger, right? Uh, the graphics not as good as Toy Story Midway Mania, no. Um, right. But there's a style to it, and I don't, ha- I don't hate it. I don't think it looks horrible. It's fun. There's a very
0: fun little pre-show with a CGI kind of eggy man with a curly Q mustache. And then he transitions into live action and uh, he's got a big fake Santa belly. So when he sits in the vehicle and tries to pull the thing down in
2: front of him, he has a little bit of trouble, has a little trouble squeezing in there. Um, There's a lot of whimsy. Uh, There's like the office. There's the office section, which is fun with like a tired owner of the, I guess. Is that what he is? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: But uh, what, what is is um, is this a a, a kitchen or a, a restaurant that's being taken over by these mice? And is he the owner of that? I, th- I, I, think, I think I don't know
2: the specific. I think that's what's happening because he's in like an office and it's very like cluttered and he's very like he's you know he's stressed out because of all the mice. Uh, sure, and he, sure. he's showing you how to work the frosting, whatever. I already forgot the name of what is it? Frosting
0: pastry bag. Pastry pastry bag.
2: bag. Thank you. Yes, he's showing you how to work your pastry bag. <laughs> So um
0: I think yeah, this is great. This is I think great original. Yes, it's cheaper certainly than Midway Mania, but it's it's definitely its own thing. They they figured out, and though you might call it a ripoff, it, it the ride vehicles were built by the same company as Midway Mania. Mm-hmm. It's a Dutch company called ETF Ride Systems. So they. Uh, betrayed disney they went behind their (laughs) backs and gave them the same vehicle um they also were behind the mechanics of the actual ride vehicles not the creative but the vehicle's uh, for one of the best rides in podcast thread history, Knights in White Satin. Oh the trip. right, yeah. <laughs> what a history uh, for ETF ride system.
2: It's interesting though, like that Disney didn't have an exclusivity with this because I think that happens a lot, and that happened with Universal and the Harry Potter ride with the Kuka arm, where they have that ride system exclusively for like. 10 years there, there's probably different terms of the agreement. So it is interesting. Maybe this was sort of developed even before midway mania and they kind of bought it off the shelf in a way, but it would seem that Disney would want to own something like this for a while. Cause you wouldn't think that like week, if we had a theme park or if, you know, Jeff Dunham or Terry Fader wanted to do their own version, they could have done it immediately in 2011, which is when I think this ride opened 2011. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So, Pretty far after Ratatouille, <laughs> the movie Ratatouille. It's also about rodents in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not
2: so far away from Ratatouille yeah. in 2011. Um,
1: well,
0: so this, is, this kind of has the... Um, I was thinking how a lot of the rides here have little equations. And this is kind of um, Midway Mania plus Ratatouille. And there's a mm-hmm. number of other ones that are similar, where it is this plus this. I don't know if I don't know if you want to throw in a multiplied by or a divided by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how complicated these equations are. But there's uh, that's that's the formula I feel like of a lot of Fantasyland rides. For yes. sure. Uh, a good example, I think, of of the X plus Y ride formula is a ride that is not there anymore called Silvermine, And this is basically Maybe you have to do percentages here. Maybe this is like one fifth Knott's Berry Farm. What's the mine one? Uh, t- timber Mountain Calico No or Timber Mountain Timber yeah. Mountain Log Ride. Yeah, not the not the flume. What's the other one? The oh, mine. oh 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 oh. Uh, Calico Mine Ride Calico, Calico Mine, mine train. train. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh okay so it's part that because it's like miserable claustrophobic uh you're seeing animatronics in really small spaces and you feel like you could reach out and slap them or if you <laughs> stuck your hand out it would get dragged by the rock wall behind mm-hmm. you and eventually just come clean off um but then it takes this turn that you don't expect at all because it's called mine it's silver mine And then, so then four fifths of the way through, you leave the mine, you go upstairs and you crawl up to an area that you'd have to call Pirates of the Caribbean plus Mexico. It's really weird. It just completely is the vibe of Pirates. And you're in a little Mexican town uh, and it's got um, something I want to codify. I think, you know, we like fake rocks and I want to say, I think we also like cloth fire. Um, let's just—it's not a lot of examples of it, but Pirates uh, is one of them, and this ride is one of them as well.
2: Yes, um, it's on. It, uh, is it in um, Spaceship Earth as well?
0: I think there might be some cloth fire. Cloth I, don't, fire. I don't recall fan <laughs> I, I want to say maybe it's a small world in little in miniature. Bashes, yeah. Yes, I think that's fire.
2: right. Yeah, interesting. Let's cloth. Say this yeah. here and
0: now. We podcast Red likes cloth
2: fire. Um, I bet there's more cloth fire than we think.
0: Yeah, I think if you had it, now that we've put a name on it and we're on the hunt for it, I think we'll start seeing it more and
2: more. A new innovation is Steam Fire. Steam Fire. Like on um, Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, where you project onto steam and turn
0: the steam into fire.
2: Exactly. And then they already sort of had that effect on the Indiana Jones in Japan when you get to that. Oh, that blows the ring. Yeah, yeah. So so Steam Fire as well, uh, we're big fans of, I think.
0: Also a fan of Steam Fire, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you could call it all fake fire, but you do need to delineate between the two, and maybe three. There might be multiple multiple types. We'll we'll figure it out. Multiple types, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, this ride is crazy. Uh, People should watch ride throughs of it. Um, It's just like I, it, it, it's so much of the vibe of pirate. It's almost impressive that you could take you could capture the. The elements of what Pirates is, despite moving it over to a different theme, in this case, a little Mexican village, because it's debauchery. Uh, it's, you know, it has, it's things on fire. It's antics with the uh, animals they are too close to houses Is a woman chasing a donkey out with a broom. Um, th- there is even in this ride, literally a dirty foot pirate. You go under a bridge and there is a guy with a bottle up there swinging around, and you pass right under his foot, they do it, it all. It,
2: it's really the difference is, it's like uh, mashing up versus like rip off. It's like a girl talk version <laughs> of a mashup, where it's like, yeah, the all the elements kind of work. I can see where they rip. This is exactly the same thing as this thing, but they've now recontextualized it, and I can't be mad. This is kind of cool. And they did it. They're at least
0: it feels at least half the budget like maybe right. not more than that and they're jankier animatronics for sure they do less yes. we're not even close to jack sparrow
2: territory but
0: uh i i don't know i give i i found this thing charming
2: yeah i like all of the things i kind of find like they like it may made it work with the budget and i'm not mad at the ripoff i can't be mad at the ripoff are we, Jason, do you feel the same way? I don't know why. It doesn't, almost doesn't make sense that
0: we were, like, uh, upset in a way for Universal Studios, but I kind of love that they just stole all this Disney stuff.
1: <laughs> but to uh, yeah, way. well, I, and honestly, it's enough of a trend that I thought you were setting up a, a transition to a different ride, to the ride uh, Geist, Geister Eeksha? Yeah, which, a rickshaw? Well, rickshaw, uh, yes, because the, the literal translation is ghostly rickshaw. Uh-huh. And this is very Haunted Mansion to the point of it appears to be doom buggy capsules. A ghost follows you home. Mm-hmm. But the big, big difference is that it appears to be as if Germans interpreted Chinese ghost stories. Yeah. Yes. Because it's in the Chinatown section of the park that got the ride you were... Discussing is in the Mexico section Of the park Uh, The lands of course Mexico Chinatown Mystery fantasy Berlin And deep in Africa (laughs) Wow that are the lands in this park is every theme
0: park In Europe a nations of the World theme I feel like so many Of them this is what they do Yeah
1: it certainly Seems that way I I don't Know why they felt the need to add deep In Africa that feels very (laughs) colonial. (laughs) but uh yeah, breaking yeah, from the, the format of all the other
0: ones yeah what are you what yeah are you
1: doing? also just naming two sections it's like oh uh, this is mystery and this is fantasy those are the lands just gave up mm-hmm. yeah. um uh but yeah the ghost ghostly rickshaw i uh, is incredibly again another ride that's incredibly detailed like has similar elements from the haunted man there's a big party scene yeah but yeah. again it's it's uh uh chinese uh, ghosts and culture and architecture and uh masks and it's and then they follow you home of course they follow you home at the end they have that set piece it
2: is uh just from the look of it and part of it is because it's not the most expensive ride, but it is scary as shit it is so creepy Uh all of these things all of these little like a lot of the robots are like little which honestly makes it i think worse Mm-hmm. It almost like distorts your view of reality. And With you're
0: gremlins, like little creepy guys.
2: Yes. And it's like the skeleton. It's like little skeletons. And you're like, Ooh, like
0: I, uh, there's a, on their website,
2: is this one still open? I want
0: to say it's still open. Cause I saw, I feel like I saw something yeah, on there. I was, okay. So, yeah. Um, they, they, their official literature calls it Europe's longest underground ghost train. Yeah. <laughs> which seems like an attack on something else like is there a specific thing in portugal or finland that's in their sights making some claim that's like 500 feet shorter they're like we're gonna stick to that ghost train you are the second longest underground ghost train i mean it's kind it's not really you're in the
2: omnimover haunted mansion vehicle not really a train Yeah. Wouldn't say I I think
1: that might be like a European term instead of like haunted house, maybe ghost train. Mm. Because I kept coming across that, but. Maybe so. The phrase Um, ghost train. Yeah.
2: Both
0: of these rides we just talked about are really long. There's so many rooms. There's so many animatronics. This is what I'm saying. I feel like this place has been hidden from us in terms of pure robot coverage i would love to know the official number i feel like you'd have to actually check with someone who knew i'm not going to watch all the videos and do a count um that's <laughs> that sounds hard um, but i like it's it's crazy i give them I, that's a lot of what we're after i think is robots as opposed to screens and oh my god uh, so many
2: yeah i was shocked because i uh, outside of Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think any other. I mean, it's more robots than Universal. Yeah, and for like all you, like any, you know, any era of Universal, it feels like.
0: Um, it's a little more limited in another attraction that's not there anymore, um, called Thousand and One Knocks, uh, like Knights, and um, I mean the equation here. Maybe let me just instead let me let me break it down. Like, uh, okay. This is a ride where you climb on a suspended ship like Peter Pan uh, where you're where the track is up above you. But it starts in a fake rock cave like the Matterhorn. And then you leave the cave and you spend a full minute outside looking over other rides in a very storybook land fashion. But that whole time you're slowly approaching the mouth of a dragon and then you go inside the dragon where you're in a different scary type of cave that's more like Mr. Toad Hell, where it's red scary caves. And then you end up looking at a bunch of miniatures that are like the size of the Sleeping Beauty dioramas, but the miniatures are telling stories of Arabian Nights kind of stuff. It has a vibe a lot like the Sinbad ride mm-hmm. in Disney Sea. That's like five things. All in one, which is enough to make it completely its own original thing. This is a really cool ride, I think, or was.
2: Yeah, it's like when you see those videos with Quentin Tarantino's references in his movies, and there's 50 other movies, and you go, oh, he's stealing a lot, but he's taken them all and made a different thing out of them, I guess. In a
0: blender, yes, exactly. Right. Um, I Yeah, this this thing's cool as hell. I don't know. I, uh, I just think they they took things to new levels um i uh i don't know just just charmed by this place
1: yeah now some stuff is just there is one thing that is an exact photocopy uh, in the sense that it ran at a lot of other parks mm. and oddly enough this is not buried on the website this does get a decent uh link on the attractions page uh i'm talking about pirates 4d <laughs> pirates 4d <laughs> is a 4D movie starring the great Leslie Nielsen and Monty Python's Eric Idle.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, theme park legend Eric Idle, also. Theme
1: park legend Eric Idle. Yeah. And um, uh, so I looked a little into the make... So this was produced by Bush Entertainment Corporation, the entertainment uh, wing of the Anheuser-Busch Company back in the 90s who, of course, at the time ran Busch Gardens and SeaWorld. At the moment, I believe, just Bush Gardens. But they produced this string of 4D movies that would just play almost on a circuit of... It would play at Bush Gardens and SeaWorld places, and then they'd license it to other places. Uh, Movies like Haunts of the Old Country. And something I am very interested in... Uh, not least of which because of the people involved, R.L. Stein's Haunted Lighthouse, a <laughs> 4D movie starring Christopher Lloyd. Huh? Wr- <laughs> written... Uh, starring Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, oh. and Michael McKeon. Whoa! So i uh, i that one we might have to dig into a little more
0: yeah we haven't done any of these lesser uh more overlooked uh theme park 3d yeah
1: because every now and then people do i believe i saw either pirates 4d at bush gardens williamsburg but i'm pretty sure i saw haunts of the old country but they would just like they they spent a chunk of money to make these movies with like you know, big stars in them. I believe uh, Pirates 4D also played the Wisconsin Dells, Michael. Mm-hmm. I believe uh,
2: Eric Idle wrote Pirates 4D.
1: I think that's what? possible.
2: I believe I read that. I could be Wait, wrong. But guys,
0: uh, Arl Stein's Haunted Lighthouse was directed by Joe Dante. Yes. Director wow, of Gremlins really? that we just covered. Were you building to that fact? I'm sorry if I jumped on it.
1: What, well, I another one interesting to me. The writer of Haunted Lighthouse is Sam Hamm, the writer of Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> what? Mm. Crazy! Hmm. This is, wrote these are uh, a short run of uh, Batman comics that introduced the har- character of Henry Ducard uh batman's mentor that i believe Le- uh liam neeson plays for some of batman begins well
2: you yeah he's not real it's a fake out
1: because he's, he's not really it's a fake out raz
2: yeah. al ghul as they say even though i always thought it was raish al ghul because of the animated series but that's another podcast yeah
1: but that's another podcast yeah so so there's some interesting stuff in the bush entertainment corporation uh Here. pipeline we gotta do these I, that's a
2: full we gotta do all of those yeah um, um and pirate the, the yeah go ahead sorry. go ahead
1: well i was going to say uh the other thing about pirates 4d the plot is one of the grimmest things i've ever heard <laughs> yes do tell so uh leslie nielsen is the captain of a pirate ship and right at the beginning he says ah i have not returned to pirate island in five years and as they arrive on pirate island they start falling into like comical you know, slapsticky traps. And it is revealed the previous crew of this ship was left to die on Pirate Island. And the survivor was a child who has laid all of these traps to get his revenge. And in the end, ends up becoming the new captain of the ship, Captain (laughs) Davy. It's a child's revenge?
2: It's It's Storm Alone Pirates. Yeah. Because they wanted a lot of antics. I mean, it's a lot of like cannonball shot at the screen, mm-hmm. door hitting people, flying, Leslie Nielsen flinging a door open and hitting someone in the head. Sure, sure. But if Home Alone had an extremely dark
0: backstory,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like if the, if the, the you know, sloppy bandits, what are they? The wet bandits? Wet bandits. <laughs> wet well, they change. They I change. Like... Sloppy bandits <laughs> yeah. is good, too. I what are they the in the second? Wait, what, what else are they called?
2: uh yeah what are they aren't they the the feathery they, bandits the tarred bandits why am i having a problem people are this is another one are yelling wet bandits yeah. in which one they're in the first too. one the wet bandits sticky sticky bandits. sticky
0: bandits. Yes. They all right i got it i did the yelling for the audience yeah um huh pirates 4d i mean yeah, this it, when you look at this wiki This was open in bizarre locations Across the world Across different theme park brands From SeaWorld to Busch Gardens To the Luxor And now it seems like it is only open In Fantasyland. Fantasyland now the exclusive yeah. home Of this uh, proud work of Eric Idle
2: <laughs> I assume uh, I, t- I watched most of this Jason, did you watch most of it?
1: I watched the whole... Yeah, I watched it. Like, it's only like 15 minutes. As
2: my, I mean, I will say Eric Idle, theme park legend, but is he attached to the most unpleasant <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: theme park things that exist?
1: I didn't I love I Pirates I think it as a kid. Yeah, I, I It's not I that bad. It's, it's not bad. It's not... No, it's, it's not that bad. And it doesn't... I think it looks like they spent some money on it. Like, that's that's the thing. It It seems like the the theme park wars of the 90s it does seem like bush bush garden sea world was like trying to compete a little with these 4D movies but also there's a brief por- period of time where david busters had 4D theaters and they would probably just shove them in there if they paid for the licensing mm-hmm. you know
2: <laughs> uh
1: i guess it's just because eric poor eric
2: has an association with figment that's really yeah. what drives and, and drives the down. audience
0: which i like but is also you you might you wouldn't be wrong to call parts of it unpleasant at least
2: yeah then as a kid i was scared of it and then but i do people do like that so i really shouldn't tar and feather eric idol here i'm, I'm flipping through, through his show, filmography oh
0: certainly yeah yeah um i'm flipping through his filmography also and i'm reminded that he is a recurring character uh throughout the film that this series is, is titled after National Lampoon's European Vacation. Uh as I recall, his part is funny. He's a guy riding a bike who Oh keeps yeah, getting yeah. hit by Chevy. That being said, just I just want to give a quick uh I guess anti-shout-out to that film. We titled it after I don't know if you guys agree. I think that is such an unpleasant movie. <laughs> like the oh. weird eating nightmare at the beginning. And the fashion montage with that song New <laughs> Looks Down a Street For Am I Am I crazy? I like I, I had a discussion with uh, our friend Ryan Perez who called that a rotten film. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, he really nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I, am I crazy that I'm a I haven't furious, seen it, though that I'm I saying. haven't
2: seen it in years, but I that feeling is correct. I think seeing it when I was younger, I definitely like felt it was very unpleasant. There's stuff I obviously the Eric Idle stuff is a funny runner because he's like very polite every time he gets hit. Yeah, that's all. That's all funny. I like his and part. like the game show John Aston game show. Mm-hmm. The Traffic. The second terrible. time we've talked about John Aston this week too because he was oh, in that's right. He's too. Yeah. Up. Oh yeah, John yeah. Aston's still alive. Teaching wow. was teaching theater. We have an at excuse to bring him on.
0: I love theme to have parky John enough. Astin. I mean, oh whatever. We'll there's make no one
2: reason not to have Eric yeah. Idle and John Aston both on. <laughs>
0: but the only reason is uh lack of ability to get a hold of them. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. <laughs> It's the biggest obstacle. Uh, um anyway, not to not to dwell on on that. If I'm wrong, please yell at me and uh, uh cancel me, but not permanently. <laughs> temp, <laughs> you can cancel me for a day. Yeah. Um yeah. uh what what else weird stuff? Oh, oh, in that neck of the woods, um you know, the movies that slid in and out. Um so, uh I don't think they have it anymore. But for a while, this is one of the other theme parks that has a very Epcot-esque gold geodesic dome. Uh, It's Mm. like half of Mm. a a spaceship Earth, essentially, which I always like seeing those anywhere. And I was never sure what was inside them. The the monkey hosted video (laughs) that I watched uh, has a a funny moment where it, it shows you the dome and then it says, and in here you can see Cine 2000. And then it cuts to Cine 2000. And it's, uh, imagine if you were in the, uh, if you're in L.A., the, uh, the arclet, the Cinerama Dome, and you were standing on the floor of the Cinerama Dome just watching a video of the POV of a roller coaster, and everybody goes, ah, it's just the weirdest, <laughs> lowest rent, like, of a simulator, but it's a simulator where you just stand, I think you get dizzy so fast, this seems like the laziest thing, let's just play a video of a roller coaster instead of building one. Yeah. Um, But then they put in something that I think has a little more value, an attraction called Race for Atlantis, which I think we could just touch on and maybe deal with later. Because Race for Atlantis is the same movie that played in an IMAX theater in Caesar's Palace in the mall, uh, shops at Caesar. Uh, If you've been to that mall, you know that there is a show where a bunch of statues come to life, and that's called, called Fall of Atlantis. But that's just part of the story. The rest of the story was told through this uh, simulator attraction, which uh, I saw a poster for that said the IMAX 3D ride that makes every other thrill ride obsolete. (laughs) (laughs) Very bold claim, Um, especially when this thing itself is obsolete. It has not been at Caesars for a long time. It made it at Fantasyland from 94 to 2016. And now I think this dome is gone entirely uh i think we should loop back around to this one because the uh i think aesthetically it's very interesting from what i watched i it's a it's a very um it feels like flight of passage meets star wars prequels it's a very like odd fantasy design scheme and i'm also intrigued because it has a villain named ghastlius (laughs) and i would i would like to know more about ghastlius but we could do that as part of some vegas block but anyway it was it was here too and still open in france i I believe so it's still still hanging on but yeah race for atlantis i'd love to uh dig into more yeah that sounds great um
1: i'd like to talk about while we're talking the magic of the movies I mean, the website invites us to rediscover some old classics on an attraction called Hollywood Tour. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this
0: is the star of the show, I think.
1: This is this might be the fiesta resistance (laughs) of this this park. Look, does it have some maybe some of the best roller coasters in the world? Yes, sure. That of course. How many parks can you say that about? But Hollywood Tour seems like something special.
0: <laughs> well, and I would describe this equation as great movie ride plus Universal Tram Tour plus Pirates of the Caribbean again. Even though we already have pirate ripoffs, maybe we have a Pirates ripoff and we have Pirates 4D. This one is yet another piracy ride, but it's weird. They splinter everything off. So the the town and the drunkenness and the fires and the revelry is moved over to
2: Silvermine. This ride <laughs> yeah. just uses the caves essentially. It starts in the caves. They're more well. It's and it's also a mix of the Rainbow Caverns, which is now attributed at the start of Big Thunder. It's all of that at the same time because it's the Pirates' Caves, but they're now like Rainbow, much like that scene yeah. at the on the hill lift on Big Thunder.
1: Absolutely. And- and and a lot of these elements also show up in a different ride in this park called Chiapas, which Uh-oh. is an incredibly steep log flume that ends in like an Aztec temple where it appears a a party is happening. <laughs> it's like
0: yeah, that ride looks great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's like a. Um, it, I, I saw it on their site as a Mexican archaeological site, so I think you're uh, you know they're digging for artifacts or something. But then there are a bunch of uh, statues or busts. That all light up with lighting effects and music, and that's a ride that like it, it has a backward section and then flips around to go uh, front facing again, like the Norway ride. Steepest log flume in the world in the I world, believe. yeah. It's got kind of that double bounce, like the Dudley Do Right ride. Mm-hmm. That ride that looks just uh, uh, l- legitimately fantastic. As does uh, River Quest. Just to give that a shout, this looks like a, a pretty unique rapids ride. Where, you know, most Rapids rides are sort of rustic or it's, you know, it through it's through the forests or, you know, uh, you know, cedar kind of area. This is like you're in some scary tower and there's a big cyclone on the top of a building and there's an elevator that delivers you to a drop. That, like, again, just super unique. These water rides seem r- really awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. but didn't want to take away. Don't want to take away from uh, from Hollywood Tour. Hollywood Tour. Yeah. Which has a. Also, uh, I, I, what I would describe is a plus-up from pirates, where clearly the drop is based on pirates and you go into a cavern right after, but as you're barreling down the drop, you're heading towards a wall of water, mm-hmm. and it moves out of the way at the very last second before you land. Like, if they put that in today in our pirates, you'd say, that's great. That's a huge improvement.
2: Yeah, that is... And even if they like, I guess, I mean, there are different colors in the rocks. I was going to say, if they made the little more colorful rocks, you wouldn't be mad either, I don't think. Yeah, you can write that up. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is, a, that is a neat little trick. It's much better than the now gone, ah, but they do tell tales with seeing, <laughs> uh, you know.
1: Who, it's not, Blackbeard or Davy Jones. It would switch every now and then. Yeah,
2: there. it's usually Davy yeah. Jones, but then they threw Blackbeard on for like the fourth movie, which we just watched. And it's really like, you got Ian McShane, and like you're not going to use him that much? Okay. All right, movie. Mm, Very strange.
0: I don't think... I think there's things about the refresh that I like fine, um, but that's not one... That always felt very plotty. It felt like, let me, let's me let just, like, stamp some exposition. You mean the, you,
2: the, bar, the uh, addition of but, the but mist? But they do the, tell. T- yeah, it sucks. It's <laughs> yeah, is like, well, It's like we have to, like, re-explain, and it's like... I'm, so, I'm really glad home. that's
0: gone. That's, like, of all the things to take out, I think that's the thing to take out.
2: Oh, yeah, and the new thing they put yeah. in is little, a nice little fun thing a great great illusion obviously probably done pretty cheaply but still pretty effective and does a little uh narrative kind of explanation sort of of what is going on in the ride yeah Yeah, which i
0: like actually helps easier into the world yeah Uh, um uh, yeah super cool but pirates i think might still rank behind hollywood tour as the the best uh cavern born boat ride because unlike all right so you're in caverns and you know do you go see some skeletons and some ships and stuff no you see a lot of nothing for a while and then you see a 1950s film crew making a movie (laughs) it's
2: (laughs) so weird it's so why are we in caves for this i it yeah uh, uh, yeah is i don't know is the cave supposed to be a set
1: Oh. I mean, I think at some point you, you go on to a set. Like the big one with the big thing that like stuck out to me, and I, I forget if it's a first or second scene you see, but you come around the corner, there is a helicopter going up and down. Then there's a cowboy shooting a gun. Then over to the left, there is like a film crew. And then you straight ahead, there is a giant spider. So it's a cowboy shooting a gun at a giant spider. The, uh, I have no idea what the helicopter is doing.
2: <laughs> did John Peters have something to do with this ride is my question.
1: <laughs> it's the scariest uh, villain, a uh, giant spider, scariest bad guy. And the, the, touch, uh, the, uh, you, and the
2: scariest killer in the animal kingdom. Mm, yeah, <laughs> if There's uh, cowboys. If you, you, if you don't know what we're talking to, about. Kevin Smith has a story about John Peters, the producer, trying to get a giant spider into a Superman movie, and eventually uh, he got a giant spider into Wild Wild West, which was a robot spider.
0: And if you want to hear that story, take 25 minutes and have the words fuck and flick a bunch more. That's right. (laughs) Check Check it out. (laughs) Uh, What else? Uh, Say, speaking of directors, right at the top of it, you see a really miserable Dead-looking Alfred Hitchcock.
1: (laughs) Is that what that's supposed to be? I had that written. I think
0: so. Yeah. Um. I don't know. He's a, 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 and there's no other IP per se. It's not like this is then a great movie ride where you see Marilyn Monroe and Cary Grant. I think the only sort of recognizable one is Hitchcock, who Uh seems like he's at the moment of dying. Like (laughs) you were at frame one of a heart attack.
2: Well, that's the most exciting frame I think. It's about to start. You don't know what's going to happen. the beginning. His eyes lit up. Here we go. Uh, I will say, with all of these rides, I'm sure when if you go on them, I think if we were to go on all of them in person, we would notice the junkier elements more because some like there's a fully exposed industrial ceiling a lot in this ride and a lot of other rides. When the boat is like turning a corner, there's just like some loose, dirty pipes. And clearly, like like water damaged uh, walls that are pretty it's visible.
1: Just the pipes in the walls from the third man, from the of the third man. We got some. <laughs> we got some for Prague. It's a
2: design choice. Yeah, uh,
0: you uh, you see a, there's a Tarzan section, much like mm-hmm. the great movie ride. As yeah. and then. Uh, and then you see a boat, and then as you pass around the corner, you see rising over it the, the great ape, King Kong. King mm-hmm. Kong's also in the so it's the King Kong and, and there's kind of a Jaws at the beginning yeah, the too. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Th- there's a quick shark. There there's um uh, my favorite uh thing, a a alligator pulling a water skiing monkey. Uh that's pretty fun. <laughs> I missed it. That. That's in the that's in the Tarzan section. Here, I'll, I'll show you. I I just really, uh, really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's pulling the monkey. There's another monkey. The monkey above has a like a carrot on a stick or something that's making the gator swim around. <laughs>
0: oh. That's that rules. That's great.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. That fra- i I love that Frankenstein. There's Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster on the on the trip it's On after slab uh which honestly is like one of the only like very worried about uh not getting that universal epic universe horror land now because they're probably oh. going to build that park in orlando or it's going to take a while so maybe this is the best representation of frankenstein we have because the rumor was it was going to be frankenstein's castle in a crazy e-ticket maybe kooka arm that's also a roller coaster ride with all the monsters and you'd finally get some insane universe, classic universal monster thing. But until then we'll have to just go to Germany to experience <laughs> Frankenstein.
0: Well, for a while the title was held by Frankenstein playing a guitar or whatever in the Beetlejuice graveyard review. Right. But yes. uh not for that's not a ride. So I guess if we're talking ride depictions of Frankenstein. Right. It'd be this uh movie Are we okay. Is it Uh, Are we touring um, an underground movie studio? Are we touring the movie mines? Is that what it is? Or is this like a magic cave where all your movie dreams come to light? What Hmm. what is it?
1: Hmm. I think, from what I understand, is this park has very limited space. So they have built the longer dark rides underground underneath other attractions. Oh, yeah, this is
0: under another ride. That's right
1: yeah this is
0: is in a basement literally a flooded basement
1: (laughs) i cannot find a justification for why the generic wizard of oz scene appears to imply that alice's house in kansas is in the woods (laughs) Uh, uh. and all of our friends are at the house too it's just kind of a lot of elements of wizard of oz just thrown together the video is a little hard to parse but
0: is there, I feel like I only saw a Glinda and not a Dorothy.
1: There's a Scarecrow uh, is, and a Glinda. Isn't
2: Dorothy on the porch? Like on the side? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking through the YouTube right here. I think there she's is on the Dorothy. side of the porch. You see her kind of when you first come in, but it's not, she's not like pointed as if you were, the, the main show scene is looking head on at the building and she's not looking out that way. She's on the porch looking off. This I is not Dorothy, a... this is Dana. Dana, American farm girl. <laughs> Anyone
0: could wear a dress like that. And what are you referring
2: to? Strawman.
0: They're not straw Ruby, man. they are Sapphire. <laughs>
1: uh, Dana, uh, uh, Mr. Ape, the gorilla, Teeth, the shark, all of your <laughs> Hollywood favorites. <laughs> this is the one thing where it's like, all right, you're not on the license for any of this crap. Okay, that's fine. You get one, you get one, you're a... <laughs> senior swinger uh
2: (laughs) that's not tarzan (laughs) king kong had the fake king kong has some very funny eyebrows he Um, kind of has like can you share a screen do you i I don't recall his eyebrows oh okay hold on yeah one second i want to make sure you see his eyebrows i want to know that they're funny yeah they're i'm waiting to laugh Oh, you'll laugh.
0: I put you Uh, on the spot. I'm sorry. I just don't want to miss out on these eyebrows. You see (laughs) (laughs) them? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's Bogdan from Breaking Bad. (laughs) Yes. There you (laughs) go.
2: They're like two feet tall by these proportions. And and also like his pecs are very strange. Well, he looks like. Yeah. He looks like he. um, Middle of his like pectorals. He
0: looks like he fell asleep on the beach wearing a bikini top yes. and it left some tan marks. Yes. Which I guess, and that also implies that if when King Kong tans that it, it changes the uh, darkness of his hair. Uh,
2: well, I think maybe the hair looks like it's like a bad dye situation.
0: Oh, that's revealing what's underneath.
2: Yeah, he looks like maybe he's like either gray or balding or something and he did like a really bad like shoe polish job on the top of his head it is receding
0: you're absolutely right so maybe he let himself go on the top but he wears a hat and on his pecs <laughs> but he wears a bikini top so right. he's mad at these sailors or whatever cuz they interrupted him without clothes on mm-hmm. <laughs> he hadn't put on his look yet <laughs> you know my secret I'm balding
2: there's yeah there's a and lot I, I don't know exactly what he looked like when the park opens But you know, look, we all age. We're all spindly
0: fingers too. It's very like um it's very big
2: footy fingers. He's yeah, he looks like he looks like he also could be just like some sort of old time catskill comedian, maybe. (laughs) Like he's like still doing shows. He could be in Vegas, he could be like opening for Rich Little in Vegas. He's Peter
0: Gallagher, what he is. That's really. true, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what if we fused an ape with Peter Gallagher and then grew it to 30 feet uh-huh. <laughs> and gave it, were- gave it werewolf fingers? <laughs> oh, and look at this. This is one of my other th- another thing I've decided I like in theme park world. Green cities. I love my dark ride mm. green cities. Give me yes. give me uh, Clothfire and green cities. Yeah. Man, Uh. this is a good ride. And it seems like, I feel like this is on the chopping block. Like they're, like you said, they hid it on the website. It's like buried all the way. You have to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to find out if it's even there. It's like they're embarrassed of it. They shoved it in a basement and they should not be. This should be front and center in the ads. I mean, if I were to go to this place, this this is the first thing. I would go there first thing because I'd be worried it'd be broken by the end of the day.
2: (laughs) They should have a big picture of King Kong's weird eyebrows on the main page to like entice you because, like, if you looked at it, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a nice park. Seems like it's got some cool coasters, some nice food." But I don't know if there's any like character to it. And then you'd see like a big janky King Kong robot head, and you go, "Something for everyone here."
0: Yeah, hell, yeah. I mean. This is, I, that feels like the best thing of the park to me. The, the only thing I'd like to name check really, really quick. Uh, all these rides are kind of in the dark, so you can't, there's not a lot to say about them. But I really like that there was, uh, th- there is a roller coaster that has shifted hands a couple of times. And it started in the 80s as Space Center, where it was very Space Mountain-y. Uh, so I like the vibe of that. Space Center became Temple of the Nighthawk. And today is Crazy Bats. Those are uh, three of the bats. best ride names I've ever heard, and it's all the
2: same ride. That's great. Yeah. Uh, can yeah. I quick name check? Feng Zhu Place. Did What's you see that? that? No, I didn't. And this is a type of ride that I don't think we've talked a- about a lot. It's a madhouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, it's like it's designed. It's an, I'm reading from Wikipedia. It's an op, designed to be an optical and physical illusion, consisting of several rows of seats attached to a swaying gondola with a rotating drum. So it's sort of making it seem like crazy stuff is happening as it's rotating. It creates the impression that the rider is turning upside down, where the room is actually moving around them. So Fangju place is something I thought was interesting because to me it feels a lot like scott your favorite ride and not or experience mystery lodge oh hey yeah it's very oh, much the like
0: raven
2: yes it's like people like there's obviously actors they record at a certain point and they fight and there's a whole narrative going on and in in a madhouse which oh. i mean the name madhouse is a great name what like, else this, is a
0: madhouse? are there examples of there madhouses?
2: absolutely are more examples uh the american ones they're Merlin's Mystical Mansion at Clark's Trading Post in Lincoln, New Hampshire. I'm what are sure you talking s- about? <laughs> I'm not sure if some of these are still there. Uh, Houdini's Great Escape
1: at Six Flags New England in 1999. Houdini- they had that at something like that at Great Adventure, too, where the room goes upside down. You were, like, seated and... You think you were upside down, but it's the room has gone upside down. Um, yeah.
2: And this is something I've been to this place, but it was not there. Noah's Incredible Adventure at Noah's Ark Water Park in Wisconsin Dell's. Oh yeah. We gotta hit that one. We definitely gotta hit that one. Um there's so yeah, I mean my friend, yeah, we're gonna do that. There's so oh, Tommy Bartlett, you guys. I not have uh, no idea. <laughs> Tommy Bartlett is so interesting. Oh, boy Tommy Bartlett, all I'll say is Tommy Bartlett's robot world. And it's now it's changed the name of it, but it, it was literally like you'd walk through. Tommy Bartlett had thrown together some like tin cans with googly eyes, <laughs> and yeah, here you go. Oh, and that's your it.
1: happiest memory.
2: Oh my god,
0: I loved it. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. That that that's a
2: great one. Let's build that up. Pose- uh, his name haunts me. Tommy Bartlett. Poseidon Fury was going to be at Islands of Adventure, and it was going to be a madhouse, I believe. That's what I'm mm-hmm. reading here unfamiliar with this mm. genre
0: in general. I'd like to know more about mad Madhouse. Madhouse.
2: Madhouses. Wow. So, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. I think there's a fun house here too. I forget what it was called but like there's you know. There's so many rides through here. With the, the, And there's things so that many are gone rides. and still here. And. Uh, the other thing that we haven't talked about they have like a lot of like um, some Disney parks they have two hotels built into the park. Huh? The Hotel Metaba and Hotel Lingbao And they were scheduled for a whole new land for 2020, which is I don't, I'm sure has been delayed. uh, Called Rookberg, that was gonna have this Charles Lindbergh Hotel, Charles (laughs) Lindbergh, this capsule hotel. Wow. um, Whoa. Which smaller rooms? (laughs) It's it's all steampunky, and then they were gonna have this fly coaster, which is an ac. I don't know what it's an acronym for, but it's a flight coaster like um, Tatsu, where you're lying down, it's a first-launching flight coaster. Man. With a hotel built into it and oh my with, god this with a and a, the like coaster would go by like the patio the upstairs like roof deck or something Did, now would i have maybe not uh <laughs> named it after the aviator who flew to germany to get a medal for herman Göring? yeah i might have gone with amelia Earhart, but that's <laughs> just me what are you gonna do
2: <laughs> well you're not we're not in charge of anything you yet know? until we get it employed by uh, dunham or fader yeah sure fader <laughs> <we called> Faderland. <laughs> till we all come up with Faderland, we'll get some advice we'll, we'll get some counsel from john binkowski of hard rock park before too
0: oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. he gives us a crash course and how to open a open a
2: park that makes it at least six months yeah did they start building that jason do you know
1: it's yeah it's pretty far along it seems like from the pictures i saw um but i don't know they have an opening date yet
2: the reality is i feel like anything that's with the exception probably of a splash mountain redo which is obviously not started anything that is already like 25 to 50 percent done will probably get in theme parks but almost everything else is canceled for the next few years that's i would guess what's going to happen
0: I think so. I think that's accurate. Nintendo um,
2: Land, though construction out here for us, still moving along though. Yeah,
0: Start we're, we're very lucky, and they were like they were going to open Secret Life of Pets like the week of. Yes, we were. Yeah. you know, it was a funny moment. Was uh, um, it, we I, I keep like a document of uh, episodes that are coming up, and like, well, around this week we'll do Secret Life of Pets, and around here we'll do Marvel uh the pandemic starting and need deleting those from the uh, <laughs> <laughs> won't be uh, needing those About a europe trip that could be uh uh-huh. different that's something else we could do um,
2: we, could, we could still talk about the pictures of josh tomorrow installing the quinjet at the top of the avengers uh, that, campus yeah. which i'm sure we all saw
1: well, we my getting... favorite thing of like the Quinjet has been placed at Avengers Campus, except the fact they're all standing in dirt pathways. It's like you have not <laughs> you have not paved the walkways yet. So, yeah, let me know when cement arrives. And... Yeah, yeah, let me know when
0: the water is hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I think we're I think we're heading to the end here. I've, I've mm-hmm. totally forgot one more thing though. Oh my god! In in the world of of ripoffs, they have a at least, I don't know if they do anymore. They had a just full on Star Tours ripoff called Galaxy.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yes. Which let me screen share that it was so down to the elements of the ripoff. Look at this host. Look at this flight attendant. Wow. That's just yeah. exactly original Star Tours. It's the same weird, flippy hair. The wardrobe. It actually, actually oddly looks more similar to the current, the Alice and Janney voiced robot who they have <laughs> now. Um, but they did add a new element, which was it, which is, uh, you know, it's not Chewbacca, obviously, who, uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, Ewoks bumbling in the, in the ride vehicle in the safety video. It's this guy, um, <laughs> who looks like kind of a green Michelin man, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or like they took a, a sumo wrestling novelty suit and threw a uh, coat of green paint on it. Um, you you watch his antics. I love this guy. <laughs> the, an angry family who has to like we're forced to sit next to this guy. Who, by the way, let me check my notes. Oh yes, he is uh, Alex from Galax. Is the name Wow, of this fella. Alex from Galax. Love Alex from Galax. Um, yeah, big puffy arms. This girl. Is so pissed off to be next to Alex from Galax. Um, it, as much tension as if you were being taken along a, on a false niece trip. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Anyway, so much crazy IP. Alex from Galax. It, it it goes on and on. So many robots. This place is absolutely insane and uh and, i think and perfect- we, i
2: mean i've seen look there's uh, there's been some criticism of us look we're not gonna be able to get to everything we uh, we haven't been to these places mm-hmm. i already regret that we haven't talked about uh the mcdonald and was it chessington the mcdonald's yeah the mcdonald's oh, The non-standard yeah. mcdonald's we missed the non-standard mcdonald's in chessington a kind of medieval uh mcdonald's yeah
0: yeah, any other big regrets that we've what? become aware of? I mean, please let us know. Please uh, shoot us a tweet or an email. If we miss something, big. we can collect all these things, uh, th- things we missed. Or, or maybe we'll go to Europe again and talk about them.
2: I saw that we and I think there was a criticism it was valid. Uh, somebody said we did not devote enough time to the fifth dimension in Zapomatic, and I completely agree. I feel like we, we hit that pretty good. I think we needed 20, 30 more minutes at least. Well, I-
1: I, I I spaced on that, like, the writer of that ride was Douglas Adams of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> like, yeah, there's the, a lot. Yeah. We
2: missed big stuff. Um, But we, you know what? We want to get to these places, you know? We want to also leave some room for when we go and you know? experience. Obviously, we won't get to experience Zappomatic. But, you know, maybe Zappomatic is his own uh, Patreon sp-
0: episode. Spin, spin him off somehow. Well, I mean, maybe that that brings me to sort of um, an overall question uh, for you guys. Uh, Some of these things are in the past. You got to take them off the table. But of the places that we have discussed here on the main feed or the second gate, uh, um, you know, Alf Alf and Gremlins, we can't do. But that that leaves five, five places that currently exist. If you could only go to one of the five, uh, which one would you
2: choose? okay uh i want to work through my my i want to show my work here a little bit i think mm. chessington if they still had professor burp and Zapomatic, that's high up on the list the problem is they're gone that one suffers a little more from
0: the the really cool things are in the past as charming as that park scenes and that right. ruffalo ride but yeah
2: might be with you. and the dumpy and the dumpy you know movie land movie world it's fun yeah, I'd love to be there. I'd love to be there right now eating that club sandwich <laughs> that they were advertising. I'd love that. but The Dakota stick. Oh, my God. I'd love to get one of those Dakota sticks in my mouth <laughs> um, and then learn a little bit more about the male anatomy. Um, <laughs> Show so, us how...
0: Illustrate how comfortable you are with your sexuality using a Dakota stick.
2: Yes, I will. Uh, so, but that's, you know... Uh, what, so it comes comes down to Malta Village. It comes down to this place. What's the? Is there one more am I forgetting? Tato Park. Oh, of course, Tato Park. Tato, Tato Park. Park is great, but it's not like... Uh, what I want from Tato Park is probably a one-on-one interaction with Mr. Tato for a few hours. That's really what I want. I, I We spent so much of the episode talking about him, Mr. Tato, and we like the ride. They seem nice. They seem cute. But it's not like I want to be best friends with him. I want to go walking around uh, telling women that their underwear is showing with him uh i want to help him on his quest to um stop indecency modest up this world yeah modest up this world uh so i the the place itself doesn't do so much for me so it comes down to popeye village
1: or this place i'm between these two as well so you know i think i gotta give it to i think for me fantasia land seems like so rich and so full of substance like and the other thing i mean i don't know the euro exchange rate seemed pretty reasonable for like the the quality that of the build you know
2: and yes and and it also feels like they're adding stuff to fantasia Land. Like, you just yes. showed, like, it feels like it's trying to stay somewhat relevant, and I would argue, of course, getting rid of some of the other robot rides that are crazy, bad move, but this thing you showed me, this hotel, looks insane. It's got a good mix of old, crazy, stuck-in-time robot rides, a new mix of cool coasters. It looks very nice. I think it's, this is a slam dunk. I would love to go to Malta Village, but I think it's a slam dunk. This is, this is the winner.
0: Are we all saying Fantasyland? I think so. Wow, yeah. Fantasia Land! Fantasia Land! You are the winner. I don't think we knew there was going to be a competition, but yeah. you're the winner of the European Vacation. I agree as well. And just to say, I loved living in this area so much. Um, and and one other thing, I'm the the drinker of the show. The beer in this area. Oh my God! Mm. Uh, that that was my favorite thing. I got to live there before I was 21 in America but I went to Europe and could drink at 20 and pay one euro and get like the best beer I've ever had. Wow. Like the cheap beer. It's a, they'll give you this massive thing for a single euro. Uh, uh, so if the, if the beer is anywhere close, cause I, cause I have to take eating into account too. And the food at a lot of these places seems a little <laughs> miserable, admittedly. Um, I mean, I'm not sure about food at Fantasyland, land, but it seems like some, you know, big old bratwursts and stuff. But if the, yeah. uh, Oh, oh, Jason. Sandwiches
1: tied with rope. (laughs) A sandwich tied with rope. That looks looks delicious.
0: Honestly. Yeah. That looks really good. Actually, we watched a video, um Aaron and I watched a video where there's a big uh uh, French Parisian section where they're making fresh crepes.
2: That looks delicious. Did you Um, see did you see this? Rutmore's Tavern, Desire for Honest Cuisine? Oh my
0: yeah. god! I had made up my I'd dis- made up my mind before Rutmore Tavern. Ruttmore's this looks Tavern. great. This is yes. this is absolutely the quality of the Harry Potter restaurants. Oh my god! These Bavarian desserts are pretzels, unreal. Bratwurst. Jeez, yeah. Those jams look so great. This is like solid lunch And then like what uh, schnitzel? Schnitzel. And, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This it's, looks uh, fantastic. Also, if you I there's a uh, it might be the case on this menu too. Uh, I saw a rooftop bar called the Dragon Bar in the China I area, saw that. and the drink assortment went on and on and on. It went. There were so many varieties, so many types of whiskey and vodka and beer, of course. Um, you know, and to get to be close to this uh, this area, I like so much Cologne and Düsseldorf. Uh, uh, I would absolutely. I this one legitimately. After talking about this, I think I do want to actually go to. <laughs> Uh, to Western Germany and check out Phantasy Land. So, yes. Uh, congrats. Yeah. You win. I also just want to point the menu you were just showing, Mike, uh, contained the phrase pork
2: knuckle. <laughs> so, uh, don't that was a, lose sight of that. That was a staple of the Sheridan house growing up, I assume, Jason.
1: Well, sure. You know. <laughs> your mom would pork just wrap knuckle. all of your. Your actual knuckles in pork.
0: <laughs> go on. <laughs> if you're
1: going to go go have some lunch, you say, I'm going to go get smacked by some pork knuckle. He's <laughs> feeling pretty rammy. He's full of pork knuckle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too much pork knuckle. Too excited. Mm-hmm. Well, then
0: that means that you survived Podcast the Ride's European vacation. What a blast. Uh, one more stamp of the passport. K'a clunk. And what do we have here? It looks to me like a DNA test <laughs> from the gopher woman. And wouldn't you know it, there is a big green check mark that says more woman than gopher. <laughs> so Mike,
2: <laughs> you are a go. hm What per- does it Runway's say a percentage? <laughs> does it say a percentage? Is it 51% woman? 49%? It's, percent gopher? Uh,
0: it's uh, 72 72% right, human woman. Pretty good, honestly. Pretty good. So Yeah, I think you got to go for it. And after this journey you've been on of of sexual liberation, you learned uh-huh. what sex is. Um you still want to participate in Mr. Tato's plan to modest up Ireland, but
2: uh you I think you've made incredible progress. Thank you. Yes, I feel different. I feel better. As I said before, I feel good and better, which is what we're all saying during this time of quarantining and pandemic.
0: Say it so much, you almost get tired of saying. You yeah. get tired of saying, "I feel better," and you get tired of saying, "I now feel willing to have sex with a gopher woman."
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, this is look. This is the time Marissa Strickland is going to marry a potato chip or a potato, <laughs> and I'm at least going to have uh, a sexual congress with a gopher-faced woman
0: <laughs> with a moulin rouge top-hatted mm-hmm. gopher woman. Oof.
2: We so have made.
0: Yeah, so a lot, much a Lots happened. Here. A lot
2: has happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's been a special time. It's been a special month. And uh, uh, thank you all for listening. And let me just say, uh, you, you're going to want to remember this time. You're, you're going to want to hold on to August 2020 and all of our growth uh, uh, for as long as possible. And that is why you've, you've noticed these stamps that we've been getting. And these are not just for us. They are also for you. If you go to RT Public, we are now offering a sticker set of all of the passport stamps. It's a li- they're less passport stamp and more uh, uh, a trunk stamp. What Would you call them, Jason? Like, like I called
1: you- them like steamer trunk stickers. Steamer That's trunk how you used to stickers. You see all the the trunks back in the day It's stickers from traveling around the world on to them
0: to show all of the places that you've been, just like Robert Evans used uh, when he. Was carting around a bunch of cocaine <laughs> and a non-existent letter from Henry Kissinger. Um, so we're tributing uh, these great trunks and this great era and this great series. Uh, and you can go find all of those on on our T Public as as a set. Just to recap, uh, you'll get the the logo for the series made by uh, Aaron Gardner, my lovely wife. Uh, the, the Dakota Stick from Italy. Robert Altman as Popeye from Malta. Jason, the height miser from the UK, <laughs> Mr. Tato's wedding proposal from Ireland, Alf Cardi B style from Germany, uh, and of course, the positive DNA test that allows my uh, entry into a relationship with this go woman.
2: Mm hmm. I mean, who um, wouldn't want these stickers?
0: These priceless heirlooms. Uh, well, hey, we got you, we got you some souvenirs, mm-hmm. souvenirs that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just
1: like souvenirs, real souvenirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just usually people come back from Europe and don't, you don't then charge you for the souvenirs that you, uh, hey, but look, you know, that's the only way we're going to get it. We can't just mail out a bunch of stickers to every listener to the show. Um, we'd love to, but we can't. So check that out on TeePublic, uh, uh, as well as that uh, we got uh, merchandise of the, uh, of the logo of a small world style and the little boat that Aaron did. Uh, this has been so much fun. Please email us uh, or, or tweet or DM, get us the info about things that we missed in this series that you would like to hear about. Also, please let us know where we should go next. Do we do a Europe tour? Do we go, uh, do we go to Asia? Do we break that off as China and Japan? Uh, do we uh, stay close and go to Canada? We, I think we've completely missed Canadian parks. There's so many possibilities.
2: Yes. The sky is the limit. Yeah. Um, And the sky's the limit now that we don't even have to visit. So we maybe, you know, if uh, quarantine lasts for another decade, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can go anywhere.
0: I really hope we are not playing that clip, what you just said (laughs) in a decade. (laughs) Boy, remember when we said that? It
2: seems like just a joke. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I really hope that. Uh but I hope that we were hopefully I I feel the three of us like we got to I I feel like metaphorically we got out of where we live and I hope the listeners did too imaginary vacation. I I had a great time and hopefully we can go to these places for real, especially Land. Congrats on winning. Um mm-hmm. boy, a lot of fun. That that was a blast. Uh
2: any any closing thoughts? Whew. No, I, I think we've said it all. I, I'm, 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 I'm tired, but a good tired. Yeah, yep. yeah.
0: We might need a vacation from our vacation. We might, we might not be doing an episode for Labor Day, but uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll bring out a fun episode from the archives. Uh, but otherwise, uh, thank you for taking this journey with us. And uh, Mike, uh, uh, you're free to go share your love.
2: Well, look, I'll keep you everyone posted about that uh i definitely that'll be something you'll hear a lot about
0: Um, (laughs) this will come up a lot (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) all right uh thanks for listening everybody uh it was a fun vacation we'll see you back in america goodbye bye. bye
1: Bye. forever dog
0: this has been a forever dog production executive produced by mike carlson jason sheridan scott gardner brett Boehm, joe cilio and alex ramsey for more original podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts keep up with the latest forever dog news by following us on twitter and instagram at forever dog team
2: and liking our page on facebook